0: We're gonna have fun tonight, we're gonna have fun tonight Reputated fun and fake, cause we're gonna have fun tonight We're gonna throw in the sea But yeah, we're gonna have fun tonight
1: Welcome back to the Punk Die, Die podcast. And Neil, I believe we're going to have fun tonight.
2: <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> Neil, we're going to have fun tonight. Having
2: fun tonight. Yeah, we're having fun yes. tonight. Yes. Old wheezy over here.
1: Yeah, so I didn't, you know, it's funny. I've been busy. I didn't even know you were sick. So on a scale of one to ten, one being feeling good, ten being feeling lousy, where are you currently at?
2: I'm actually I'm on the tail end of it, so I actually don't feel that bad. I went back to work for the first time today Just, in a week. Um, well, I was working from home, you know. Um, I, I don't know if you remember when we recorded the episode. I think it was the episode with Jerry, 180, um, or once, uh, actually.
1: Well, it hasn't been posted yet. It must be 181, 181 Yeah, yeah,
2: 181. I See, said this, a, is why
1: we do, this is why we're not so good at, at numbering anymore. What yeah. number is this, Neil? I don't know. 182 181? Yeah, well, well, this, this is
2: 182, I think. Um, yeah, I, I was said and saying there, and I, I think I was starting to come down with it. Because that was like last Tuesday or something like that. You know, when you feel that like tickle in your throat and your chest starts feeling tight and shit, that's that's. But you know, I think it was just a cold. I, I keep testing uh, negative. For COVID, whatever that means, I don't know if that really means anything. If those home tests are even accurate, but
1: you gotta get the uh, you gotta get the rectal one to get a really accurate.
2: <laughs> Is that what you keep telling people? yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> same with same with
1: your temperature. Same with your temperature. It's the only really accurate way to get you it. I'm not right, a gynecologist, but Neil, I'll take funny, a look. Neil, what, What's that? We were talking before we started that we have we and, and not that that not that this really matters because it's not a race or it's not a competition or how many episodes we officially have more episodes than the dummy room who is definitely i uh, started uh, before us and we've also passed our my old friend greg simpson with his they might be giants podcast right we're just it's just like we're it's like uh what's that movie highlander like there can only be one. You just keep <laughs> just keep passing <laughs> passing people. Yes, we do. And then you're cough, you're coughing on Mike. You have to you have to hit your mute button or something there, Neil. Now they What's worse, Neil it. coughing on Mike or eating on Mike?
2: I think well the, the the coughing I can't help really, you know. But uh anyway I was doing it just to, just for a fact so you can see how low my voice can get today. Yes.
1: Hello. It's pretty sexy, Neil. That's pretty sexy. Great. He's like the, he's like the skinny white, very white.
2: <laughs> wow was well, that howard stern thing he used to do remember that in the movie uh private parts wouldn't he make wouldn't he make women have orgasms or something on the mic or
1: something oh like yeah, yeah he like yep. like he'd have him flip the speaker over and sit on it and then yeah. he'd do like the yeah. yes if anybody wants to do that if any if, if any of you sexy ladies out there or, or men i guess we won't discriminate wants to turn their speaker over and sit on it neil will cough make some weird angular vibrations as far as, as
2: far as i know we might actually only have one female uh, one or two female listeners
1: it's true it's true <laughs> like our like we have some women in our lives who like monitor <coughs> our page to see what's going on but i don't know if they actually bother to listen to us
2: no i don't i don't think so only if they're like incredibly bored doing housework yes. or some such not, thing not that we care not that we, <laughs> care. Not that we care no so it's and, been a
1: week tom i haven't been doing much yes but what have you been so you've been so it sucks dude this remote, it's one thing you got to say that kind of sucks about the remote working is that you're sick but you're still working yeah that's like, true it, like two years ago you'd be staying home and you know i don't doing know binge nothing. watching yeah stranger things or whatever but now you're actually working it, it's just I, I don't know i don't know if that's an improvement you
2: know? Uh, agree. I mean, and admittedly, I have unlimited sick days, so I could have just taken those days off. But I felt I felt guilty doing that because I didn't ever feel that terrible. I just felt kind of low, you know. You know, and
1: Senior capitalism has sunk its sunk its claws in you. You got that? that, that no, that's that fine, work, dude. I, that I work ethic.
2: Well, I'll, I'll I'll be honest. I mean, you don't get this because you you have to go in. You can't work from home, right? Your job is yep. Your job is being there and fighting monsters yes. in the sewers. Exactly.
1: But Alligators uh, and. Stabbing turtles, yes.
2: But we're getting all these people these days who are like, you know, they're they're taking the job knowing they're never going to come into the office, or they're yeah. you know they've been here for ages, but now they just don't want to come into the office, or so they'll come in one day a week. And to me, yeah. I just don't get that. I I enjoy. Rick put it well. He said, "I enjoy the grind. I enjoy coming to work every day well, and having a separation between home and home and uh, yeah. home and the office."
1: But you've been doing it for many many years, and you know, like like my college age kids or you know my my one son's out of college there's a chance he'll never work in an office you know right. what i mean right he might always work at home but it is a weird a weird thing too yeah I, I don't know it's just you know we you're right though we have been getting up and going to work that's just what we do and i remember when we were uh, so we were working from home and i'm saying that in quotes like at the early early stages of the pandemic and it wasn't so much we were working at home it was just we literally split our crew in half so that half the crew got sick because we gotta have physical manpower you know right so we literally split the crew in half so we were working from home and what working from home meant for me basically was I couldn't start drinking until 3.30 in the afternoon Uh just in case I had to get called in for something I don't think that ever happened in two months or three months though that I ever had to get called in for something but uh, yeah so I I just had to be here and be available you know Yeah. my phone on basically (laughs) So anyway, no I, I don't just don't,
2: I just don't get it because it's like, you know, the work isn't just getting the work done for the company. It's also, you know, you know, having friends at the office and camaraderie and Yeah, yeah, All
1: that other shit that the goes sense along. Sense of satisfaction that comes with a job well done. <laughs> exactly. Well, but it's, it's, exactly. dude, how much has but work has changed so much. And I know you've probably been divorced for the majority of like what I'll call the cell phone era. But, you know, I used to go to work and I never talked to my wife all day. Right. You know what I mean? Or, or be in contact with anyone, but now we're just so used to being in constant contact with everyone. It's it's, it's sort of a bizarre phenomenon. My, my wife has an employee and she's in her forties and she literally is on the phone all day with her kids. She, they can't get her to get off the phone. I mean, it, it's, it's just, it's so people are so distracted, you know?
2: Well, I think I, and back in the day anyway, I think, you know, the, most most marriages would start from meeting people in the office um, but I don't even think we can do that anymore because of all the fucking weird rules and regulations
1: Neil these days if, anyway. if a, if, if, whether or not it's sexual harassment has a lot to do with whether the person you're hitting on finds you attractive as far as I can
2: tell I
1: know you like to go young, you better be cautious my friend you'd be sitting in front of the HR director <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, well, you,
2: you know, we can't even tell people that they look nice today or something. You can't even do that anymore.
1: What, I mean, seriously, I mean, what happened to the good old days where if a woman walked by, you'd say, we're looking good and smack her in the ass, and it was considered a compliment. <laughs>
2: well, I'm not, say- I'm not saying that, but, no, but seriously, <laughs> you can't even say someone That's what you're in. saying, Neil. I know yeah. that's
1: what you're saying. That you was a direct quote. Say,
2: hey, you know, you look nice today, or your hair looks good, or you can't, say, you're worried about everything. Even if you're outside the office, even if you go out for a drink, you can't, to, oh, I don't know, man. You take all these stupid fucking classes. Well, I whatever. guess
1: the only way to date now is on the internet, I guess.
2: So how is that any safer? How is that? Better? How is that better than knowing I, someone I know, I at the office?
1: Up. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, anyway, anyway, how the fuck do we? This get has here? been the this is this has been the Punk Till I Die podcast, <laughs> digging wait, deep into the deep into the punk archives. Just
2: wait till I get started.
1: All right, so okay, uh, Punk Till I Die seventy-seven at Gmail. Punk Till I Die uh, podcast on Facebook. Punk Till I Die podcast group. I uh we, p- I picked up some new group members and some. Uh, as always, when I go to Indiana, where people are so friendly, uh, when I was traveling this weekend, I know I picked up quite a few m- new people, and I know we picked up at least a couple new listeners. So yeah, we did.
2: Well, one- one's emailed us twice.
1: Yeah, so we will. We'll get to that a little later. I'll tell you what, Neil. Why don't you, let, let's get this punk rock moving here. Let's uh, you know, this isn't domestic bliss till I died. You know, podcast or fancy drink podcast, as I was po- posting pictures this weekend. Let's uh why don't you play a song you have a theme you have a theme this week i have a loose theme just about also
2: kind of what i was just ranting about just then the younger generation so fuck them all um this song is by the smut peddlers way to
1: way to bring in some new way to, way to bring in some new listeners neil well
2: i will try to bring them over to our side they can be the angry uh youngsters um, oh they'll
1: figure it out eventually wait till they've been going to the grind for 30 years yeah, there, you go.
2: there you go um This is by the Smut Peddlers, and Mm. this song is called PlayStation Generation.
1: Great band.
3: Formulate your education Playstation generation Target of manipulation Multinational corporation Formulate your education we In room, with and mad rap rock, the life, decision your television.
2: So there you go. That was the Smut Peddlers with PlayStation Generation.
1: Do you have much by? Do you have much on vinyl by the Smut Peddlers?
2: I don't, you know what? I don't have any vinyl by them. I think I have two CDs.
1: I think there. they're pretty hard. I think it's pretty expensive stuff to get. There's, they were like contemporaries with our like Broken Bottles that we talk about all the time, right? Um, I have a ten inch by them, and I know I have played at least one of the songs before or State of the State. I think I played, but yeah, yeah state great
2: of the state, yeah, great
1: yeah. band. I would, uh, I would be pretty, yeah, be pretty chuffed if I could get some of their, some of their vinyl. So yeah, that's what?
2: That's, that's not a word you hear very much anymore. Well, there you go. So I think I think actually I think most of my songs or all my songs today are from like the late nineties, early two thousands, hmm. all from the US of A. So I guess that's uh, a loose, that's a loose theme. As God well, bless right?
1: America, Neil. We just had the Fourth of July, and you're picking out patriotic battle hymns.
2: Um, yeah, we did just have the Fourth. Oh, okay. So let's talk about that a second before because yep. you've you've been away. So um, yeah, yeah. We'll, just really we'll we get we'll get to your stuff in a minute. So. Um, before I got sick, that weekend before I got sick, that was like the long 4th of July weekend. And um, from my work, we actually got Friday off as well. So we had a four-day weekend, which was Boy, nice.
1: that company, they are such a contradiction, right? So you get a four-day weekend for 4th of July, a patriotic holiday. Plus you get Juneteenth, yep. which is, you know, they just give you everything off. I love it. Well, they do And they're European, they, right? Are you think they're just think they're just afraid to offend Americans? They just fear they need to give you less of time off. No, we're not European at all. This is. Oh, American I thought Abby was European. I'm sorry. I thought the company you worked for was European.
2: No, it's Abbott Labs, um, who've been as uh, they American as they come. Formed on the north side. of oh, is that right? Uh, north side of Chicago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that right?
1: Huh. Luckily, it luckily they weren't on the south side of Chicago. The owners, the owners would have got shot, and never would have ever <laughs> existed. <laughs> Yes, indeed.
2: Anyway, anyway, we had a four-day weekend, anyway, so, so yeah, so that was good. Um, the Sunday, um, I was like, I was bored on the Sunday because it was like a th- the third day off in a row. The weather was nice and shit, so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go record shopping, and I'm gonna go record shopping, and I'm gonna go. To all these new record stores have been popping up, right? So the ones so, you went to are new, or they're new to you? They were all new to me. Um, Now I don't know how new they are I think one of them was actually pretty damn new but they were all new to me they were all ones I'd never been to before so I went to three record stores and let me get the list so I don't forget the names so the the way this started was um, my daughter Lydia had been to one of these before and had sent me a picture of um, the first press of the second Toxic Reasons album Killed by Remote Mm. Control which had a very different cover
1: I was gonna say, tell me something because I saw you post that album. Yep. That album didn't have the original singer, right? That was not the original right.
2: Right. The original singer had left by that time. They he only had on the, the one
1: album. with the big ad. The one. See, and I yep. think like the Facebook page for that band is that version of the band. Yeah. Because I don't see anything about that show coming. I wonder if there's like, I wonder if it's like Ario Speedwagon, like there's two different versions of them floating around or Foghead or something. I don't think so. But I, well, mean, I don't.
2: I, I don't think that original singer was with him for very long at all. I think he was gone. I think by, just
1: the first album. I mean, he was yeah, a big by, dude, right? I think he yeah, was like a big. big, big yeah.
2: yeah. Um. So the so the glory years. It was the it was that standing lineup. JJ and uh, Tufty and Bruce Stucky. Um. But anyway, she'd seen the first press of the second album at this. Uh. What was that one called? Round. Uh. Was that Interstellar or was that Round Trip? Oh shit. Now I've now I've fucking done it, haven't I? Um, where to go? Now
1: everybody's offended.
2: Yeah, I think it was. I think it was round trip. I think it was round trip records, which turned out to be a tiny record store. Probably only about fifteen minutes from my house. Um, mm. Very small. Went in there though. What they had a great, a very very well curated uh, bunch of albums. They obviously the people at work there obviously loved music. They knew a lot about music. I got talking to them. They had a put masks on sign on the door which i ignored completely which was Did a they little say Im- no they didn't but it was kind of embarrassing because it was a tiny store so it was kind of obvious like and you every- cough in the corner they're gonna get <laughs> yeah. everybody else in there was wearing a mask um but anyway yes yeah, so i found that toxic reasons album it was reasonable and they had some other decent stuff in there too uh, like they didn't have any shit in there you know, and the hmm. the the, the, other, the only other customer in there was obviously a collector who knew exactly what he wanted. I think he was looking for old rock and roll or something, and he was having them play stuff for them, and he was saying yes or no. Um, hmm. So it was a collector's kind of store, you know. Hmm. Um, and I got talking to them, you know, they knew all about like the Chameleons and some of the bands I used to listen to back in Manchester. So it was hmm. it was pretty it was a pretty cool store. Um, I don't know if I take you in there, just because uh, I don't too uncultured. Too, exactly too uncultured. Yeah, so you'd, you'd upset them with your nonsense. No, um, I just don't know if they'd have anything that that you you'd particularly be looking for. Hmm. But um, it was a good store. It was it was a good store to go to. So, but I bought that toxic reasons. I mean, how big are we there.
1: talking about? Like the old record farm, or how how big are we? You remember how uh, small the record farm was? Small,
2: is? about half the size of the old record farm.
1: Wow, like a like half like a garage. Barely, yeah, basically barely, basically barely like a small garage.
2: Yeah, basically you step down two steps, and you—it's basically like somebody's front room, kind of thing. You almost felt like you like like records around the wall, and one little thing in the middle. Um, almost all mostly used, but they they so just have a new four. section. You know, what's that?
1: Okay. I said in Chicago. It's only four thousand dollars rent.
2: Yeah, probably ten right. square feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, that was good. Um, round trip records. That one was. So after that, I went to one that Jason had told me about called Tone Deaf Records, which uh,
1: I... Pretty good name for a record store.
2: Yeah, and it actually turned out to be a really, really good record store, and this one I will definitely take you to. It was bigger... So this is more like
1: a punk metal, punk, punk metal kind of place?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was very much like the... Um, what was that one that we went to that day that I wasn't feeling well, when we went to the outdoor gig during COVID? You and Scott had pizza, uh. and I was going to... Th- Oh, the one that used to be at reggie's whatever record store that was
1: oh uh record breakers
2: record breakers, yeah, yeah, yeah
1: record so,
2: breakers yep, so it was very similar to record breakers, actually, the way it was laid out and the size of it, um, but again, incredibly well curated, like they had separate sections for post punk you know uh, minimal synth, big punk uh, section, big metal section, tons of forty fives and really really good prices too, everything was like twenty two dollars
1: how was the uh how was the, how was
2: the, oh, you're starting to cut out on me, my friend.
1: Tom. I said, how was the Taylor Swift section?
2: Oh, <laughs> I didn't see a Taylor Swift section, did, which was... which was Did you me, lose right? me? I did lose you there for a second, yeah.
1: Interesting. I've been having some serious internet problems. Uh-oh. Uh, I did get into a screaming match with an Indian woman on the phone the other day. I didn't feel good about it. I even apologized. I said, I know it's not you, but you need to help me here. <laughs> my kids are crying.
2: Well, did you, you just go. say There's... you have to pay for a faster service or something?
1: No, I'm, I'm probably going to drop my service. I, I just get, I just have a service, and I get angry at him and then I get another one. That's how that's how my system works. Who's who, who's your service? Are you AT&T or Comcast or somebody? I have T-Mobile right now. And what happened was I, around the 4th of July, we had a lot of bad storms. I was working, so I was out. I was actually – I got a bunch of overtime over the weekend. Uh, but uh, – like something must have got, we had a huge electrical storm. Like something must have got struck or something because my phone is T-Mobile and that wouldn't work either. Oh, I literally wow. couldn't make phone calls from my house very easily and I had no internet. Huh? And when I call to talk about it, they can't help me because I don't have the right PIN number. Oh, bloody And yeah. then when I had problems before, they said, you have to go to the store with your ID, then you can verify and reset your PIN number. So I go to the store, Neil, to verify and reset my PIN number. And they said, no, you have to do that through customer care. Oh, great. On on the phone, and I I just, finally, my wife called, actually, not me. And she was on hold for over an hour and a half. And they kept transferring back and forth between Sprint and T-Mobile. And finally, I got on. I just, I just, I, I, I lost my cool. I mean, I didn't insult or curse or anything like that. I'm just like, I'm literally like, I I can't even cancel my account. I don't have my PIN number. I don't have a PIN number, Neil. I can't do anything. I'm like, I'm going to call my credit card. I'm going to cancel the payment on it. I bet you then you'll be able to get a hold of me and figure out who I am. You know, that kind of yeah, thing. It's and, and I got I got this woman stuttering. And like I said, I felt bad about it. It wasn't her fault. And obviously, English was not her first language. But it's like, we literally been on hold for like two hours. And they talk, T-Mobile, best customer service in the business. Just All over right. and over. Like every every two minutes, you're hearing them tell you that they're the best customer service in the business. I could have yeah. strangled some. Yeah, you might want to separate. If, if a your, Jehovah's uh, Witness would have showed up at my door at that exact second, <laughs> I would probably be in prison right now.
2: Just a word of advice: You might want to separate your cell service from your internet service. Well, I get my cell from work. Oh, okay.
1: I don't. I don't pay for my cell phone. I get my cell phone. I'm dude. Listen, when you got to be on call all the time, they pay for your phone. You know.
2: Yeah. So you don't have two phones. You just have the
1: one. I do. We just have the one. We have. Okay. I mean, everybody in the house has one. But yeah. Yeah. My wife and kids are on Verizon, which here is the best service. Yep. I was on Sprint slash T-Mobile, which is a little jacked up, but yeah. anyway. Okay. Once again, Neil, talk about some punk stuff. Hey,
2: well, well, Tone Deaf Records, very good store. Guy was a little surly, but uh, what can you do? Um, it was a Sunday afternoon. Uh, so the guy uh, working? Yeah. There's
1: yeah. no excuse for that, right? No, What's wrong no, with these no. people?
2: Well, I mean, record stores have traditionally had like the one snooty guy behind the counter, right? But yeah, if someone comes in, who. You know, it was older, who probably knows exactly what they're looking for. I don't think you need to try and pull that kind of fucking attitude, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, Tone Deaf, definitely very, very good record store. And like I said, prices were excellent $22 for most for most albums. Okay. They had a ton of punk stuff that you don't normally see in, in other record stores, like a bunch mm. of Doom stuff. And uh, mm. I don't know, it was good. Some crusty that, like, stuff, huh? Yep, yeah, yeah, crusty stuff. A lot of 7 inches. Um, I think mm. you'd like that one a lot. And hmm. I then I finished up in, um, I, don't, I don't know if you call it Lincoln Park, but anyway, uh, a store called Laurie's Planet of Sound, which has been around for ages, uh, but it's the first time I'd been there. And it's one of those record stores that's a used record store, but it also sells games, it also sells like... Knickknacks and chachis ah, yes. and shit like that. Everything so, you do to survive. Yep, yep, exactly. So the used stuff was okay. They had, you know, they had a, a mix. They had a, some decent stuff, some shit stuff. Um, nothing there that really interested me. I, I did put a bunch of stickers up, so that was good. But um, what was cool too? So I was doing a solo, right? And it was the, the sun. It was beautiful, beautiful day. And Laurie's Planet of Sound is right on Lincoln and I just started walking up and down Lincoln and I went to a new bar called the Lincoln uh, Lincoln Inn and Tap I think it was called, something like that mm. and sat in there and had a couple of beers and talked to the guy, it was just a cool, it was just a really cool Sunday afternoon, you know, I bought some records and I was, you know, just hanging out, I had a, I had a great time, so mm. but we'll, have to, uh, we'll have to next time you come into town, we'll have another couple of new record stores we can we can go to
1: Cool, yeah, that tone that sounds really right up my alley So Tell, ask, let me ask you something. So I live in the suburbs, right? It's homes. You live in a building, but it's kind of suburban still. So are people shooting off fireworks on there or no?
2: Um, here it wasn't too bad at all. Uh, where no. I used to live, uh, not in Skokie, but with my old girlfriend in North Chicago, in in uh, Rogers Park, there that was fucking terrible. There'd be <laughs> people shooting off fireworks till four o'clock in the morning. It was that was just <laughs> that was it was well. I don't you don't feel bad for yourself so much, even though it's annoying. But for for she had an old English sheepdog and it was fucking terrified, so
1: Uh, I will say so. So we have quite a bit of it obviously around here because you know we love America and we love to blow things up. (laughs) But uh, I I will say Sheena Sheena too. My old so I have a um uh what do I have Neil? I have a A dog. She's a dog, Tom.
2: That's a dog. (laughs) She's actually a she's uh, (coughs) a.
1: Border Collie, my wife. Border Collie. Was listening. Thing, yeah. He's driving upstairs Yeah, I have a Border Collie, but she's over twelve years old. I don't ever remember her getting so jittery, but she was really. She seemed to be upset for a couple of days. Yeah, it was. It was, and I don't remember that before. And she's getting old anyway. Like walking upstairs and stuff is starting to really. Like she'll stand outside the the sliding door when she's done doing her business with her head just sticking in the door, like building up her strength to take the step back into oh, the wow. house. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Getting kind of getting kind of sad. Yeah. And and for all you listeners at home, no, I'm not gonna, not, not gonna use the tire iron on her when the time comes.
2: No, he'll use his twenty so. <laughs> he It'll be much kinder.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. You know what? You want to play another song, Neil? Or you? I'm sorry, I, I interrupted your story about the Fourth of July because I actually had to work. We did a we did a family over on Sunday. Through some yeah, burgers the, on the grill. The fourth what was the fourth kind of was That's
2: the cool. the fourth was the Monday, right? It was fun.
1: Yeah. But I, like I said I did work. I worked all day on. I, I worked a pretty good day on Fourth uh, of July. I Actually, came home and then had to go back to work twice. So it's one of those stupid things where, man, I can make as much now on the Fourth of July as I used to make in a whole week. You know.
2: So on the Fourth of July, are you, are you seeing like people's fingers that have being blown off and then no, trickling no, down the not, sewers
1: and shit? But that, well, that would be great. I would take a picture of that for you. Put it on the page. <laughs>
2: there you go. Yeah.
1: But anyway. So why don't you play you a don't song, play? dude? Okay, so. Alright, so I'm just going to play a song that has nothing to do with nothing.
2: Okay.
1: Um, actually, you know what? Let's let's swap that up. This will go with our opening a little bit. Okay. This is uh, our our buddy John Bates in Japan, and uh, I was going to do... One of these weeks I was going to do a, like a full like RevNorb thing where I just played a bunch of Rev, uh, songs where Revnor did spoken word. And since we started out with one, let's um, do another one here. Let's do... This is Born Shitsters. The song is... Is is a heartwarming family classic tale about everybody's favorite Hollywood actor. This is Born Shitsters with Richard Gere from their split with somebody called Overworked Underfucked. Anyway, Born Shitsters.
2: That was uh, our friend John with uh, his band Born Shit with the song Richard Gear. And you don't
1: get much more, you don't get much more culture than that in one sitting.
2: Now wasn't that split with someone called like Led Zepp Viet Cong or some
1: shit? Oh yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah, a yeah, Terrible. Was terrible that a terrible name? Was that was that the one that was? Was it who was? Yeah, it sounds right. Yeah, you know, and that other band was was pretty good too. But yeah, it was not a good name for a band. But that's
2: so all right. have, have we talked about that before? We're talking about the whole Richard Gear nonsense. So.
1: Yeah, I, I have no position on that. I just think it's a funny song.
2: Well, I assume that everybody has heard that rumor, right? The Richard yeah. Gere one, taken to a hospital with a hamster up his ass, right? That's yeah. what the rumor I'm
1: was. I'm pretty sure it's not true. I mean, I wasn't there, but I'm pretty sure it's not true. I'm pretty sure it was made up by probably someone jealous of him getting with their girl or something. But
2: Probably, yeah. Um, but, it's but I also did that- play
1: Hide the Hamster by uh, Diggle Abortions <laughs> in the past because I love that song, too. <laughs> so, anyway, I don't believe that he's guilty of these offenses, but I still think the songs about it are funny. Oh, mean that is that
2: is a thing, weirdly enough. But you know, that's probably not with him. But okay, but I I was just finding it weird that that urban myth made it across the Atlantic because I'd heard that too back in England when I was when I was in school or whatever. Mm. I'd heard that rumor, and obviously you had here too. So I'm going to give you another one,
1: dude. My cousin's best friends, brothers, twin sisters was in the hospital when it happened, right? Was there? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, pulled it out. Uh,
2: So I'll give you another one, Uh, Rod Stewart what Uh, do you know about Rod Stewart the stomach
1: the semen stomach pumping yes (laughs) yes yes yeah I mean I remember that from (coughs) like grade school right
2: yeah that's another one I mean it was like okay it
1: was like two quarts dude it was so much he swallowed so much
2: so this must predate you because I heard that one when I was in middle school I think dude I would have been
1: been I would have been I I might have yeah I was gonna say I don't know how young but it might have been like grade school even that one is so old Yeah, that
2: that would have been like 1976, 77 I heard that one. My
1: cousin's fiancé's best friend's boyfriend's uncle was working in the yard that night. So I can confirm that. Definitely confirm that one.
2: Yeah. Poor old Rod Stewart, apparently. Even though he could have banged any woman in the world and he had Britt Eklund, apparently he was.
1: And it was funny. There was a certain amount of uh, androgyny in that, like, 70s scene. It does seem like a lot of these guys who were mostly ladies' men did seem to occasionally you know t- stick their toe in the other ocean you know they mostly swam in the pacific but occasionally they dip their toe in the atlantic but you know i wasn't in the, there
2: in the, in the atlantic
1: <laughs> well i mean well it's funny because well you, you read about david bowie in the early days he was very androgynous he seemed to have relationships with men and women and then as he got older he kind of uh seemed to shed that and i know he, he married a woman i think maybe even had some kids um but uh yeah it was a wild time man i wasn't there i can't judge
2: zoe bowie um yeah but that was he he always had that androgynous thing going on i don't know rod stewart had, did that much right he just wore tight pants and had long hair yeah he, a, yeah he
1: was yeah he was. seemed like he was a ladies man no question yeah. about it
2: yeah so that was just a funny rumor. now were there any other ones that i'm missing or was Ro- Ro- uh, richard gear and the rod stewart one them the i remember ones?
1: in junior high uh bon Jovi has AIDS. remember that one i never heard that one no see you might have been too old to care about that yeah, I'm trying to think what else. I I don't know. You know, you hear these things, and it's fun. Like, you're like some loser playing guitar in some loser band, and you hear some rumor about some famous musician. It's fun to spread that kind of stuff around. You know?
2: <laughs> yeah, I might suck, but at least I'm not blah blah blah, right?
1: I heard that Liverpool Neal was 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 uh, responsible for at least a quart of what they pumped out of uh, Radford. <laughs> you hear that
2: rumor? I was I was probably like ten, but okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know.
2: <laughs> so, right. I'm, sorry, so, I'm sorry, it
1: was Gary Glitter
2: Gary, yeah I'm sure we have one, well no, his, his is true though his, unfortunately his is worse, right? So. Yes, yes. Um, Alright, well, so we, you we are,
1: really, we are really struggling today, Neil, to talk about anything significant but that's alright Well, and the funny
2: thing is, we actually have stuff to talk about because after we had finished 180 you had things that you definitely wanted to talk about You well, said, Neil, yes. take a note and we'll talk about these next time Yeah.
1: Well, and well, and one of them I, I still do want to talk about but I've sort of lost my zeal for it i think is we will the have episode
2: episode, the episode 28
1: thing we are gonna have to address this at some point we've actually even gotten a couple of messages about it or i can't i don't think an email but like Tom, on the facebook the, page. the funny
2: thing about that is there's lots of rumors about that <laughs> on that person too yeah that's true we won't well, get no, into once that once again but. that's
1: not that that is neither here nor there to me i couldn't care less about that yes. you know i don't think either but yes but anyway it's uh I don't know if we'll get to that tonight or not. And the other thing, like you said, we're kind of going to get to it in maybe the next episode we do. So so we well, shall. There's also,
2: there also one about people, someone getting offended by some stuff on their Facebook group. Oh,
1: yes, 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 yes.
2: But I don't know yes. if, you, if you even want to go off on that anymore. Maybe you lost your zeal.
1: Well, I just, you know, I, I, there's the running joke that I know people don't find funny. People love animals. I get that. But, you know, I talked about how I had process some bunnies and we we had eaten them and my in-laws had eaten them and something and and how you know you got to knock over the head with a tire something, so it's kind of a running joke but i see how somebody who didn't understand the joke might get offended by it but if you if you're listening and you're on the facebook page don't get offended nothing we say is serious and if you get offended quite honestly we don't want you around that's that's, well, that's it you know uh, okay I mean, it's it's a, it's a joke i am not a cold-blooded bunny killer
2: oh no no i don't like and maybe you didn't get the context of this tom um the context around that was Richard, in his yeah. in his typical fashion...
1: He loves to post bunny stuff and talk about me and my tire iron, yes.
2: Well, he would put up a picture of something in a slaughterhouse that had been... I couldn't even tell what it was. Yeah, but it, he was pretty gory, and so that's what the person had had uh, uh, had, had, had been offended by. So it wasn't you, to, but... Who's reporting
1: yeah. things to Facebook? Who are these people? Neil, have you ever reported anything to Facebook? Uh, no, that's the weirdest if somebody, thing in the If world. somebody sent me a private message that says, I'm going to come to your house and kill you, I still wouldn't report it to Facebook. No, I just sit at the front door with my AR-15 and say, "Bring it on." <laughs> but you know Dude. what I mean. I just, I just, what, who, who? You can't be offended by social media. It's not real. It's a false reality. Don't live there. Well, and also don't
2: get. You know what? If you get offended by something someone's posted, leave the group or leave. Well, their, and, and leave if the, You know, if
1: they're offended by if they're offended by some picture that somebody put up, they clearly aren't listening to us. But, because they would have been you know offended longer. No, right? no, but
2: I, I I just don't understand it. So if you're offended by something, leave the group or don't look at it. Don't ruin it for everybody
1: else. I mean, even Ronald Reagan said that. If you don't like it, turn it off. Turn it off. If it's too loud, the guy too had, old. The <laughs> guy who inspired so much of the music that Neil and I love.
2: Yeah. Ronald Um but talking about AR fifteen. That was something fucked up that happened on July Fourth, wasn't it? Right by me.
1: Boy, there's a lot of craziness going on, man. People are there's a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of craziness going
2: on. I mean, that was Highland Park with a. And for people that don't know, oh, you're talking about
1: oh, by you, over by you, yeah, by me, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
2: There was a July Fourth parade, which uh, for people that don't know, in other countries, you know, on July Fourth, most of the little townships and stuff have a little July Fourth parade. You know, the
1: for you English people listening, we celebrate getting out from underneath your Queen's thumb. Something you guys haven't figured out yet.
2: And but it, but it's it celebrated it in a weird way right Tom I mean it's almost like a traveling circus comes through town with like a marching band and fucking well, I mean, Boy that's Scouts so how we do, how we do all our
1: parades is that how you guys do them in England
2: we don't have to have parades really why would you have a parade what's this parade about Yeah, it's been it's been 250 years. Let it go.
1: (laughs) Well, it's it's funny too because I, you know, listen. A lot of people are not happy with the way things are going politically in this country, and they're making these posts about. There's nothing just worth celebrating in America. Blah blah. All I can think is, you know, I get I get what you're saying, but you realize that just the fact that you're free to say that is worth celebrating. That's true. Some countries you'd be disappeared just for the way you're talking about your country. Yeah, and let's again, I understand. I understand where people are coming from. It's and it's. But, but what you have to understand is the things that you're so worked up about the other half of the country is thrilled about. We got to figure out a way to work through this stuff. You know, we got to we got to do better, man. And I'm going to get back to that in a second, but um, I hope not.
2: I don't want to talk about No, wait, no, it's going to be fine. It'll be fine. It'll, you'll be you'll, you'll be fine with it. Um, but no, it was oh, just weird right? like Don't
1: tell me what I'll be fine with.
2: <laughs> don't you tell me. Um, <laughs> but that's that whole so okay, so there was a July 4th parade most towns make it and I live in uh, I live just north of the city, and Highland Park, where this was. It's funny. The media tried to make out was it was another shooting in Chicago, and it's it's the most. Well, see, aff- I didn't even one of the know most- that.
1: I just saw, I saw Illinois. I saw Illinois. I'm like, I, and when I saw Highland Park, I didn't. I didn't realize that was like a suburb or in the city or whatever.
2: Yeah, it's a suburb. It's it's one of the most affluent suburbs of Chicago. It's right by Winnetka and uh, and. Uh, uh, what are some of those other ones up there? Like it's Glenville so affluent. Like it's so
1: affluent that only a SoundCloud rapper can afford to live there. Uh,
2: no, he no he he lived in with the his town parents. next door. He oh, lived in uh,
1: with his parents.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um... I can't remember what the name of the plot part that he lived in, but he was naturally in Highland Park. But anyway, he decided to, sta- to just, what to like lie down on a roof and just like well, he, snipe he people dressed from the like roof.
1: A, he dressed like a woman and went up on a roof and not like a transgender thing, like I think to, so we could get away. Get away, yeah. right, yeah. Well, and did they, so I don't I don't know what, I mean, he still, they got him alive, right? Or did they, they call, kill
2: him? They caught him next day, yeah. No, he gave himself up. Oh, that's right, they caught him next oh, day. Oh, well, so no, he didn't give himself up. They caught him in a car chase. He was in a so Honda what? Fit. So <laughs>
1: what? Oh wow. Yeah, dude, <laughs> if you're gonna be in a car, Chase, you've gotta get <laughs> under fit. Yep. But you run out of charge. <laughs> so So I, did they I mean, do they know anything about this guy's motives? He's he just bat shit crazy? Bat shit crazy. He was the ugliest little motherfucker too. I saw right? him he, he had was, face tattoos. He was yep. a SoundCloud rapper. Yeah. Yep.
2: Total SoundCloud he looked, rapper. He, he, had, like no little, little he had, had like no chin. Yep, little messy. Yeah, little methy, no no chin at all. Of course I shouldn't say it. If he gets out, he might come and shoot me, but um
1: so was it a, a protest of the Fourth of July? was it just insane I, you know he always uh, who knows
2: there was no there was no reason to give he hasn't given a reason yet but of course people started trying to attribute stuff to him straight away you know he's a proud boy he's this, he's that he's like, a white oh.
1: nationalist trust me white people don't want him nobody yeah. wants him.
2: Yeah, and again, it was the most affluent white suburb of Chicago that you can imagine. You imagine
1: that, city. dude. You're you're sitting there. You work your butt off your whole life. You made a good life for yourself and your family, and your kid comes home with his face tattooed and he tells you he's going to be a SoundCloud rapper. I mean, talk about abortion. What is that about three hundred sixtieth term or whatever? What time to take <laughs> that kid out? Right?
2: Uh, yeah, no shit. There should no be shit. exceptions
1: for that. Yeah. Ugh, just put a pillow over his head till he gets kicking.
2: But anyway, he just started shooting people, right? And I think he think he went through seventy rounds or something like that. Killed eight people. Mm. Um, actually, one Let's of them was from my work. They've had a
1: you know, oh, is that right?
2: Been all, yeah, there's been all kinds of. Oh, well, she was actually in my building. No kidding. As a matter of fact, that one that you see from the highway there, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. So she's the one that uh, her and her husband both died and that they no they have kidding. they have a 2-year-old son. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's awful. See, yeah. I don't I don't want to put a personal face on. it. I can't laugh at it then. Yeah. I mean, it's not funny. I get it. It's it's horrible. It's so random. You know, it's not like you know, the the way it is for those of us who live in high castles or live in, you know, relatively safe areas, it's easy to write everything off because oh, it's drug dealers or it's this or that or it's a domestic situation. But this is random. You know, this is just people out on You know, Fourth of July, trying to have a good time, going to go home and grill some hamburgers. And this, this, there's not enough punishment for this prick, right?
2: Yeah, and again, so far, so far, there's been no reason for it, you know. And he was actually thinking of driving up to Madison and uh, and bombing their Fourth of July parade, I guess, but he decided not to. Maybe the drive. Maybe his Honda Fit couldn't make it.
1: <laughs> well, five five bucks a gallon, dude. Actually, he's yeah. in Chicago, it's closer to six, right?
2: Yeah, that that dude. That's true. That seriously, that might have been it. That this that's kind of weird, isn't it? But anyway,
1: those Honda Fits are very t- very uncomfortable cars. I can't imagine you'd want to go that far.
2: So that was um, well, he didn't look like he weighed more than like a buck twenty, right? Yeah. <laughs> so oh, because that was so that was, the, so that, was uh, that was July Fourth. That was around here anyway, because we could hear the ambulance so yeah, going up. So here. that was
1: that everything it was curfews and i mean that was yep. like that pretty much shut down everybody's good time uh,
2: yeah the evanston 4th of july parade got shut down the fireworks all got shut down everything got shut down um even though we've we not caught the guy everything was still shut down so um that was july 4th which was well weird, i'll
1: tell you what you over here so over here i mean not, not at the same level but you know we live next to a very nice beach community we 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 we're twenty minutes from Lake Michigan, and there's some really nice beach communities. There's some real sketchy ones too, but like the nicer, one of the very nicest ones, they shut down the beach and they canceled the fireworks because there were so many kids fighting on the beach. Oh, fighting! I like it though. Yeah, like what's going on, man? I mean, and yeah, these are these are privileged, yuppie kids. You know, these are not. I don't know. I like I said, as a parent, it's just it's horrifying, man. Horrifying.
2: Yeah, I'm sure the fights were useless though.
1: Probably, yeah. I doubt they have brass knuckles and really beat on each other. But, you know, but but uh, I don't
2: know. No, mods versus rockers. Tell you what, I'm going to play another song, and then I'm going to get back to the, the other thing I was going to talk about. so
1: uh, you or I could talk about my weekend. We had a fun No, th-
2: this will just take a second. I'm just going to rant okay. on something for a second. So um, yeah. so this is, uh, it kind of goes along with what we were just talking about. This is Smog Town with, uh, off the album called Domestic Violence Land. This is the song, Domestic Violence Land from Smogtown. Take it away, boys.
3: the them. to or Domestic violence land. All these good sentiments, replicating codes, like what we're meant to.
2: that was the amazing Smog Town with the title, uh, the, track. The, the title, the title track, track from, from
1: the album land. Domestic Violence Land. I stole your Casey K Mac, dude. I stole Thank it. Thank you. No, that's good. Stepped on it. Uh, Stepped
2: on. So all I was going to say about the Roe vs. Wade thing, I'm not going to step into that at all. Uh, but what I was going to say was... Because that's all you've seen on Facebook, you know, well, a week ago was people getting upset about it and everyone's angry about it or everyone's up in arms about it. And like you said, 50% of the country hates it. 50% of the country is in favor of it, whatever. Um, But all I'm going to say is, to all those who fancied themselves Democrats in 2016, um, and I voted Democrat in 2016. I did. I know people think I'm a crazed right-winger, but no, I voted Democrat in 2016.
1: No, I think um, you're a crazed left-winger. I have to seriously consider the future. <laughs>
2: <Yes>. <laughs> but I had this argument with numerous that people. That was Hillary, right? right? Ooh. That was Hillary. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm about to get to. So I had this argument with at least two or three people who I had to defriend on Facebook or defriended me on Facebook because they were like, uh, you know what? I don't like Hillary. I don't think I'm going to vote. And I was like, well, you can Kind of have to. No, I don't. I don't like her. I don't want to do the lesser of two evils kind of thing. That's just you know. that was that was like, so
1: me, Neil. That was totally me. I, and I didn't. I'm like.
2: I, I, but no, but it's the thing. I'm like, well, you can't, you can't look at it in those terms because, okay, Tom. For people that don't know, in the U.S., um, the government is divided into three. Right, you got the Congress, yes. You the presidency. You got the. Uh, you got the. Um, the, judici-
1: the judiciary. Judiciary. Yeah, right. They're supposed to be about the same. As far as power-wise, they're supposed. So what's, to
2: what's what's different about the judiciary, about the Supreme Court? And this is what people might not know.
1: Well, life, lifetime countries. appointments. So they lifetime don't have to, to the
2: voters. Right, they don't get voted in. They're appointed by the president, and they're in for life. So this is the argument yeah. I had with people at the time. I'm like, listen, you, you know, you might not think even if Trump gets in, because no one thought Trump was going to get in at the time, right? Everyone thought it was a big joke. Um, I said, even if Trump does get in. they were were saying even if Trump does get in he'll be out in four years blah 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 no big deal it's like well you don't understand if he appoints people on the Supreme Court they'll be there for life and they might change some of the most basic things that you've come to expect and these guys i.e. Charles and uh, another guy that I used to be friends with were like "Uh, I'm not going to vote I'm not going to vote and it's like so guess what happened that's exactly what happened and this is exactly what happened and Roe versus Wade has been as you know is, is now ugh, not the law of the land, and um so my point is, if you don't vote, if you chose not to vote, you can't fucking complain about it. you have See, a chance you have a chance to change these things, and if you want to make a choice, then you have to vote that's all I wanted to say about
1: that so let me let me let me add just a little bit to that. Because I am definitely the won't vote for the lesser two evils people, and we, I don't want to have an argument about this. And I and I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, you got it, you got it—one so evil and one so not—and and,
2: and it, it wasn't even about that though, Tom. It was but, about the it was about the fact that he can that person can then vote in or have the Supreme Court his way for life. Yeah,
1: you know. Well, what I, what I will say about it, but the, here's the thing with with Roe versus Wade specifically, based on always sort of a weird. The Sixth Amendment always felt a little, you know, it's based on the Sixth Amendment, right? It always felt a little unsure. And both parties have had total control of Congress and the presidency multiple times in the last 50 years but nobody would ever make it proper law because the congress is such a bunch of feckless cowards because they really don't want to touch any hotbed issues that turn off any voters so both parties have had a chance to make this stuff law over the years and neither did so they left it to the supreme court which you know a lot of people are going to say it's right wing activism on the Supreme Court, and I don't even necessarily disagree. But the fact of the matter is, the original Roe v. Wade was sort of the opposite. So it's like make the laws if you you know what I mean. Don't depend yeah. on the courts. But Congress has been the weakest branch for years, which is sad because they're the ones most responsive to the vote. You know, response to the voters. Theoretically, that's what you want more of is direct representation.
2: Yeah.
1: So anyway, yeah. But, yeah. And, and-
2: my point wasn't even specifically about Roe versus Wade. It was just if you're not going to take part in the voting process or in the democratic process, you can't criticize when it doesn't go your
1: way. What if you, that what if that, you that always, was my point. What if you always vote for people who lose because you refuse to vote for major parties? Then can you still criticize, Neil? <laughs> well,
2: if, if something happens that you don't like, then I'm afraid no. I'm afraid you have no you have no, you have no fucking well, uh, I do you're think, dog in that do fight
1: i do feel like we're prisoners to the two-party system and i do oh, feel like are. if yeah. you if you're religious to either party it's like a cult and you essentially have to be at least partially intellectually dishonest and i mean that for both of them i realize most of the people that list are probably left-leaning but the fact of the matter is there's some real idiosyncrasies among that party too and we got to get oh. honest about it and 100%. We, i would love to get rid of parties altogether but i don't know i mean i don't i think maybe it, the, it might be a you know, the, unfortunately, the consequences of that might be worse and unforeseen. And I don't think it's legal. But I would love to get rid of the. I'd love to get rid of the two party system. So we are a prisoner to the two party system, and we got to do something about it. So I keep voting for people who get three percent of the vote, hoping that because a third party doesn't need to doesn't need to win, they just need to have enough to move the needle. You know.
2: Well, no, but then they make either one. See, this is an interesting topic for a whole nother time. But then they make a third party can then make. It would make it would be even more difficult for any party to have a majority in Congress then so even less would get done.
1: Well it's, it's well yeah then you look at what happens in you like the UK and Europe right, and you exactly. have multiple players. well it's, it's interesting because if you really want to look back at it in 92 when Bush senior was running for your election, I suspect he would have won handily were it not for what Neil uh, even though Bill Clinton is everybody loves Bill Clinton but the fact of the matter is Ross Perot. Oh Ross, yeah, In yeah, 1992, yeah, big Ross, ears, yeah. And he took, I, I think if you look at the, the, statistically, he took more of what would be called the conservative vote, and Bill Clinton was able to become president. So it's, it's, you know, you certainly can make things happen. Even though I think Perot was, Perot was a moderate, but I think he was probably a leaned a little more. He was fiscally conservative, which like you still know alive a lot of a he are. I think he died recently. Hmm. H. Ross Perot reminds me a lot of like uh, Ron Paul, who's still alive. Where I think he had some really good ideas, but he had no charisma. Right. And if you have no charisma, you're dead in the water, you know? And that that's probably the Bernie Sanders thing too. Just just kind of an unappealing dude, you know, even if you like his ideas. He just doesn't, you know, cuz at the end of the day, Obama, Clinton, even, you know, George the George Bushes, they were they they were kind of likeable dudes, I think. I think if you were in the room with them, at least what I heard from people who met him, you felt like you were they were, you know, they definitely gave off. A, they had a, had a charisma to them. Well, they had so, so, certain,
2: yeah, those other ones felt like leaders. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and, he, uh,
1: he and 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 you know, say what you will about any of them, whether you agree with them or not. They, you know, they had that certain intangible. And I don't think Hillary, at the end of the day, had that. No, and he didn't. I, I and I think and and I, I think maybe Trump does have it. You know, as I think he maybe did have it, um, but he's just such a prick. You know what I mean? It's like. I don't mind a guy who goes out of his way to be a prick, but I don't necessarily want him running my country. You got to be able to get along to get along a little bit. You know what I mean? Right. He yes. could have been much more effective if he hadn't made enemies everywhere he went. Yeah. So, but anyway, but anyway, anyway, I just, anyway I, but it, anyway, I, I, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I just, I, I've never I, I met any. I've never met any president. If I could meet any president, I'd want to meet Charlton Heston, the president of the NRA. <laughs> I'm sure he's, he's dead been, too. He's
2: been de- <gasps> my dad actually met him at a bar in Is, right? uh, Is that right? Yeah. He went to Northwestern
1: and he, was re- he was he was he uh, was he was making the 14th planet of the apes uh, remake.
2: No, he looked very angry, and the bartender, in fact, told my dad not to talk to him because he wasn't in a good mood. So There
1: you go. That was
2: good. Um, Never met with re-
1: Charles when he's in a bad mood.
2: The, the reason I got fired up about that was just because one of those people that I had the argument with, that very argument six years ago, was just one of the ones bleating about the, how this country has no, you know, uh, there's no liberty and dem- you know, democracy in this country and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, well, you didn't choose not to fucking vote, so that's kind of your fault.
1: Problem is, we got this. Like I said, we got this two party system. We got this Bill of Rights; these first first ten amendments, and literally between the two parties, they hate all ten of them. It's just it's brutal what's going on, man. I, I don't I don't know I, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, and everybody sort of feels people on both sides of the political spectrum sort of feel bad about the way things are going. So I I don't, I don't even know I, I don't know Neil I don't know I don't know what the well, solution is.
2: Well, the uh, the midterms are, or the uh, elections this year, right? They'll be coming up, and yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe the country will be even more split by this time. We shall see. Uh, prob-
1: probably, probably. So, yeah.
2: Sorry to bring that up, but anyway, it wasn't specifically about Roe versus Wade, but
1: gotcha. Anyway. So, uh, anyway, you were away this weekend. You went on a little trip. You know what, Neil? Let's play another song. We got a purger. Our- yeah, you play it. no. It's your turn, right? Or you? No, I just I just played domestic violence land. So oh, you just played turn. domestic violence. I was gonna say I want to purge purge the political talk. Okay, let me play one of the best pop punk songs I've heard in the last ten years. Right. Wow, that's uh, that's a big talk. It's just cool. so catchy, Neil. If, I if think you don't we get this, to vote on that, if you don't get this stuck <laughs> in your head, you have no soul. Okay. This who is, we got? This is Covert Flops. Do so I think we played before? I think they're like. From Indianapolis or something?
2: Yeah, I think they're from Indiana for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think it's one of the dudes from the pods, and I don't know. They're they. Anyway, I was supposed to see them open for Sloppy Seconds one time in Indianapolis, but you know, we're Scott. And I love to show up fashionably late. Fashionably well, I gonna,
2: bombed. I was going to say I don't know who's canceled more. Is it the Covert flops or is it the Flamingo Nosebleed? Because I don't. <laughs> I don't. well
1: no, if, well if, I think Flamingo Nosebleed is constantly in the process of falling apart, but um. The anyway, this is covert flops. This is from their first album, which is called I think Defcon 1234 or something like that. Very difficult to find that vinyl. Um, but the song, Neil, you're gonna love it. It's called Riff Randall. This, so this is Covert Flops, Riff Randall.
4: Won't you be my Riff Randall? Won't you be my punk rock girl? I'm trying hard to keep my composure. But you're keeping me up all night, it's true Won't you be my riff, Randall? Won't you be my punk rock girl? I'm trying hard to keep my composure But you're keeping me up all night, it's true no!
1: now, here's a word from our sponsor.
0: Well, I don't mind a little show, I'm playing for some friends we know, cause all in all I know we'll be alright, but it's the pool party tonight.
3: Out now on Sexy Baby Records for the first time ever on vinyl cassette, to Huntington's classic album, Get Lost. Get this record and a lot more at
4: sexybabyrecords.com.
3: It's a jungle out there. You gotta look out for number one, but don't step at number
1: two.
2: Okay, that was the Covert Flops from Indiana with uh, Riff Randall, who, of course... Can I
1: can I assume... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I was going to... Well, you're going to say the same thing as me. Can we assume that everybody listening knows who Riff Randall was, right?
1: Well, it's... Okay, so she was the girl in rock and roll high school. Indeed she was. Cooked, it's, it's, by so by funny watch, Souls. it's so funny watching that movie. Wouldn't that come out like 79 or something? 80? 79 yep, 80?
2: Yep. I mean, she's movie. supposed to be a
1: high school girl, and she's coming out of the shower, like, dancing around a towel, and the Ramones are, like, sitting in her room. It's It's so there was definitely some parts of that that probably wouldn't fly with the millennial audience, right?
2: Um, maybe I can remember that scene got banned by MTV. MTV played on a Sunday night, but they banned, they didn't play that, they didn't play, uh, I want you around, I think it was right. She's supposed to
1: be 15, you know, she's like 28, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but the uh, I just got a copy of that on vinyl for the first time and it's like a fire like a fire vinyl. It's real it's real cool, man. It's a great that's a great soundtrack. It's got a... it's a fun soundtrack, it's yeah. It's got Chuck Berry and Alice Cooper and Devo Smoke, and Smoking in the Boys Room. Yeah, yeah, Brownsville Station, Detroit's finest or Flint or some they're from Michigan band, Brownsville Station. Smoking in the Boys Room.
2: Smoking so. in the boys room. Paley it's, Brothers, yeah, it's it's a it's a fun soundtrack. I think I got the original of that somewhere. I heard somewhere that that was the very very first movie to come out on DVD.
1: Really? Yep. Huh. Well, I mean, I have to take your word for it. I have no idea. Yep. I do not have the DVD because it's you can usually find that on YouTube for free. Yes, you can. I'm sure. It's you. one of those yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. It's Har- yeah. Harvey Corman produced, right? Uh, Roger Coleman. Yeah. Roger. Co- Roger. Corman. Yeah. 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 Great anyway. movie. I love it to death. Love that. Yeah. To death. It's it's fun. It's a fun movie. Yeah, it was um, supposed to be
2: Cheap Trick, wasn't it?
1: Yes, it supposed to be Cheap Trick, and they wouldn't do it. Yep. I mean, I could just see Riff Randall. I guess it wouldn't be that hard to picture Riff Randall dancing around, you know, I want you to want me or something like that.
2: That would have been all right, yeah. yeah. I don't they, know. Okay. In, in the books, I, okay.
1: In one of the books, I think it's the most one, recent one I read was I Slept with Joey Ramone," which is the Mickey book, and they would talk about making that. And it doesn't sound like making the movie was all that much fun, actually.
2: Well, I know that scene, you know, what they do with the live stuff. I believe they, they, they took all day to shoot that. I think they, like, recorded for, like, eight hours.
1: What about where they're like riding around the convertible and they're like I playing that, full, band, full band yep. sound and like Marky's just like tapping his thighs. Yep. On
2: the I just want to have something to do. Absolutely fucking classic that when you know they're all outside waiting to buy tickets and the Ramones just show up in the fucking uh, Ramones mobile. <laughs> the convertible. Gabba Gabba Hay was the license plate.
1: Amazing. Well, it's, it's actually kind of cool because there's like there is some different like like there's that medley of songs like on the record. There's one point there's like a medley of like six songs kind of rapid fire, like probably fake live, but I'm not sure. But anyway, it's it's a cool soundtrack. You should check it well, out. It's they got the, they did it's record got, those songs Lowe, live. The great Nick Lowe song and So It Goes.
2: Yeah, So It Goes, yeah, yeah. Yep. They did record those songs live, but like I say, it was at the Roxy Theatre, I believe, and they record it was like eight hours worth of recording. So there's probably mm. a lot of overdubbing and mixing and matching of songs and stuff. But it's cool. If you watch the movie in those live shots, you can see lots of famous uh like LA people in the crowd. Like Rodney mm. Bingenheimer and I think uh What's his name from the uh, Derby Crash? You can see in the audience, and there's all kinds mm. of uh, all kinds of famous people in the audience there. For Ooh. that, yeah, good stuff.
1: So yeah, so so what I did this weekend, you Neil, know, and I, you know, we had a graduation from my son, and we've had a lot of stuff going on. My wife and I definitely needed a weekend away. I went to my, you know, I went to Wisconsin a couple of weekends ago, spent way too much money. So the only way to fix it is how spend money uh, doing something else, right?
2: Yeah, to get away and spend more money somewhere else. Yeah
1: exactly so my wife and i and another couple friend of ours another friend of ours friends of ours that are a couple we went down to see matt at bonus pints on friday night surprised him actually hey Tom, my friend he, keep, he on like I, keep on talking
2: because keep on talking so i'm gonna grab another beer okay
1: it's pretty funny actually because he seemed like he was genuinely surprised so it's always nice to catch up with matt and man they're still doing crazy business down there neil's gonna come back and he's gonna ask me how business is down there but anyway no they they it was really cool and they had this big uh set up this big tent in the parking lot because they have a pretty good sized parking lot and they're doing like live music on the weekends in this kind of indiana town it's a very uh american thing they're doing down there and the band that played friday night he had already booked like this kind of pretty cool alt country kind of band i don't know if they're all even alt country but they're, they're a pretty cool like local guys something in the sawdusters i'm sorry i forget the first name of the guy um but then, uh, yeah, Chicago's own Flatfoot Fifty Six played, and uh, it was uh, real cool. Actually, you back, Neil? I am. So, what made him book Flatfoot Fifty Six? Well, you know what it was? It's actually a connection through us, Neil. It's uh, oh, the connection he made through the Capgun Heroes dudes. Oh, were interesting. A, okay, they were looking for a place to play in Chicago that wasn't Indianapolis. Um, and I'm not sure why they did, well I know I, I know that that Melody had bands already woke Friday and Saturday night so that might have had something to do with it they were on their way to St. Louis where they played with the Capcom Heroes actually
2: that's right that's right they played uh, their was it Friday or Sunday maybe they something. played
1: Saturday, Saturday they played St. Louis Okay. Friday they played uh, Logan Sport, but yeah, it's like a community event, so it's weird. So like half the crowd is just like local people just showing up to hear live music, and then I would say there was there was a dedicated few that were definitely there to see Flat Fifty Six. I'd say maybe there was like twenty or thirty of us, but most other than that, it was just a lot of like local community people. So it was it was weird. So they you know last couple times i've seen him i swear tobin the main main singer hardly talked and they just played their punk set 35 minutes 45 minutes or whatever this time they played like an hour and 15 minutes and it never got dull and he definitely worked the crowd i mean it was really it was really a totally different show than i've ever seen them play oh that's cool though man that's cool. it was really cool i mean it it was it was a ton of fun and i I think the locals liked them and uh (laughs) so they sell a piece of merch that's sort of ridiculous, right? They did the split with that band the Rum Jacks. Remember that's the the story where I talked about falling down in the mosh pit, the my day of infamy, but do not to low in infamy. Yeah, 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 yep. Yeah. Um, but they did a split with them and I bought a copy, a normal copy. And but they did like 40, 20 for each band, leather-bound, test pressing, signed by all eight or all 10 guys or whatever. And it was 250 bucks. Holy shit. And they sold one there. To a dude that i talked to quite a bit i think that's the guy who sent us the emails matter of fact i think it's andy see i met a bunch of people and i don't want to offend anybody that i forget their name if they're starting to listen but uh so i think they had a pretty good day at the merch too so it was a weird show neil it was like i said it was like like my small town has like bands and stuff on the weekends but it's always like crappy cover bands and stuff yeah it's never anything like good you know so anyway it, it was a it was a really cool time great to see matt drank a bunch of different kinds of beers of course because they always have crazy beers on tap uh got to catch up with them before and after the show a little bit um well hold on let, 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 me, let me some let me. of his wife's delicious cooking i mean it was just it was a great night honestly everybody had a great time
2: so let me let me let me, let me, let me get this back to the beginning so a how did because okay so going to bonus pints to see matt that seems like an us thing to do now does your wife enjoy that Oh yeah, yeah, we're we're
1: we're friendly with he and his wife. No, she loves Bonus Points, dude. Oh, okay, cool. Of course, we went. You know, we did the podcast on there last time. You know, when in the spring, right? Right. No, she loves the place. Now, uh, we definitely were more up front for the band this time. Like, I stood up, but a lot of people just sat by picnic tables. But you know, some of us kind of stood up. There was no stage or anything, but they're all giants, so it didn't really matter. (laughs) Um, Actually, they're not. They're not all giants, but.
2: Well you want your phone with that one guy. That was that main guy that you talked yeah, about. Like, that he totally seven the,
1: foot? He's six ten. Jesus Christ. He looks like he he looks like he picked me up and swallowed me like a baby. But it's funny because, So I've always I've always been kind of afraid to approach those guys because I just don't know them. I don't know why, probably because they're so tall, right? Or because he's right. so tall. But he was shopping at the uh, record farm. So the bonus bonus pints, I know we've explained it before, but bonus pints is like a record store at the street, like in the front. And then there's like what they call barcade in the back. They have great food. They have video games, pinball machines, uh, constantly rotating craft beers on tap. I think a couple of wines, um, and they usually have music inside on the weekends. But this is just like a special outside. Uh. But it's a great place if you're passing through Indiana, anywhere near Loganport. Stop by. Tell Matt, Tom, Tom, and Neil sent you.
2: So, okay, so how Possibly. many people How many people were at Flatfoot? Because it was outside, right? The, the, yeah, the, the, I mean, it's yeah. hard
1: to tell. I Probably a couple hundred. Okay. Um, but it's sort of tell. Some are sitting, some are standing around. It wasn't a huge crowd. Um, but it was, so what, what I was going to say was, so I saw, so Tobin was shopping for records. I'm drinking beer, of course, shopping for records. I'm shopping for records with my beer. I see that big old sign above the rack that says, please don't bring your beer and buy the records. I'm like, oh. Anyway. I finally, I go up and say, hey, hey hello, and uh, I said, my name's Tom, I do, you know, I'm a fan of your band, we do a, a podcast called Punk Till I Die, he's like, oh yeah, we've listened to that, I'm like, oh, that's sweet, man, I mean, you know, I, I don't believe, I have any reason to believe he wasn't telling me the truth, you know, so that's always fun, right? But I stood there, and he was just the friendliest guy. It's like we known each other our whole lives. All this time, I've been sort of like I thought he was kind of standoffish, and I was kind of afraid to talk to him. But, but yeah, it was it was it was real cool actually. Other than the fact that I got a stiff neck from like having to <laughs> look up, <laughs> lean up to uh, yeah. But no, it's just super good dude. Super down to earth guy. Talked about uh, you know he said the biggest crowd they ever played for was in Milwaukee at Summerfest. They played for seventeen thousand people playing with Rise Against. Wow. And then they're playing on this. Street under a tent in you know middle of Indiana. What a, what a weird uh, you know life, right?
2: Oh no, the first time I saw them was uh, it's jeez, uh, where was it? I think right it was this spring others.
1: with us, right? No, No, na- I, oh, no I've seen, seen them. them. I've
2: seen them a few times. I saw them at Motor a few years ago. But the I first time at Rye I saw
1: them, I remember.
2: The first time I saw them was, um, I think I told you about my friend Eric Kish from Hi Fi and the Roadburners, who do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: They played one of his benefits at the okay. old um, Double Door. And it was down. It was There was probably, you know, 50 people there. And hmm. they played. So that's probably, you know, and that was a tiny stage, too, man, at Double Door. Hmm. Actually, was it? Yeah, it was Double Door, but it was Double Door downstairs. I don't know.
1: The main Double Door was pretty big, right? I was only in there one time.
2: It was, and I'm thinking, maybe I'm wrong, maybe it wasn't Double Door, but I remember going, because hmm. my friend Tom was there too, and I remember Flat for 56 blades. so... And maybe they but, played downstairs at Double Door, not upstairs, yeah.
1: But the band, it. the band, yeah, the band was great, and like I said, I talked to Toby for a long time, we talked about every. like I said, it's like we know each other our whole lives, it was, it was really nice, actually, real cool. Um, and and definitely, and he's definitely up for coming on and talk to us, so I think we'll at some point oh, have cool. to have him come on come on and talk yeah. to us too i was doing a pretty good job being an ambassador for the podcast so like usually i kind of suck at that like i don't really like self-promotion but i had a bunch of stickers in my pocket and i kept meeting people and uh, oh you know because it, it there was a f- only a few people there that were punk rockers you know so we we're kind of mingling yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah and like i said i met a, i met another guy who was right there with his wife and i can't remember what his first name is but anyway nice r- lots of nice people down there man really really enjoyed it um it was just a great night. You know, it really was a great night. We, uh, you know, drank and ate and were merry and just, just had a, man, just a great Friday night in small town Indiana. I would do it again in a heartbeat. And so I, don't even, show- I don't even know if it matters if you know the band. You know, I mean, I, I
2: just right. think it was a good time. Which hotel did you stay at?
1: Uh, we stayed at that Quality
2: Inn that you and I stayed at. <laughs> no, you should have stayed at the Holiday Inn, man. It's much superior.
1: I think it probably is. We we're actually going to stay at the Super 8, which is the dumpiest but they ran out of king beds and you know i'll be i'm not going to be insulted by sleeping in either on my by myself in a double bed or <laughs> with my wife in a double bed so yeah, yeah we stayed at the quality in and it was fine i honestly because the next night I, we'll talk about the next night in a minute but the other thing i would say i did do a little bit of record shopping and man he's got he's got a great selection of records in there right now now That's matt's okay, a punk yeah. and metal guy matt's yeah. a punk and metal guy so it was definitely a lot of stuff in my wheelhouse but I did. I did buy a couple of things. I bought. I bought. Uh, oh boy, I'm going to catch off with this. But I bought the 2008 metallic album, Death Magnetic, which I literally like. I think that was a good return to form for them. And I bought an accused record. I bought Oh Martha. You know. You know the accused Neil. Um, I know of them. Was it Martha Splatterhead? Was that their big one? Yeah, that what was, was the their. Time? That was their yeah. mascot. Matter of fact, I was going to play one of their songs. I will next time, or sometime. But they were more, definitely more of a thrashy. Uh, you know, a lot of skaters listen to it, but it's kind of like a horror punk thrash kind of thing. Yeah. But, cool stuff. I mean, that was, that record, it was still in the plastic wrap, it was open, but I don't think it was played. Hmm. Uh, the Metallica one was new. And then, uh, I actually got some more stuff, but you, you want to talk later about records because you bought some stuff. I assume you bought some stuff in Chicago, right? Or you pretty much already covered that?
2: I kind of covered that already because okay. the, the toxic reasons I bought wasn't cheap, so that was uh,
1: ah, so that was enough to fill the that, void.
2: Yeah, that was enough, and then like I said, I went to that small bar afterwards and spent some money in there talking to some some people, some drunk teachers. It was fun.
1: So but I uh, I uh, I bought yeah. So I bought I bought a couple records from Matt. And I bought a T-shirt from Flatfoot 56, and my wife got one of those handbills. You know, they do such nice handbills, everything they do over there. And she got the Flatfoot 56 one. I actually went around and got every guy in the Flatfoot 56 to find it, and Matt and, and Katya. I don't know. Is it Katya or Katya? Katya.
2: So, Matt's wife. So you didn't buy anything by Flatfoot? You didn't buy any of the... I got a you know, T-shirt. I got. I had okay. all the
1: records they had on the table. Actually, that's not true. They have this one EP. It's like a 12-inch with an etched on one side. I don't have that. I probably should have bought it but next time i've seen him like three times this year already man i'm sure i'll see him again soon
2: well okay so tell us how you okay so we have a new listener this guy called drew so hello there thanks for the uh, andy I thanks you for writing in. andy yes yeah um and he did buy that leather bound thing because he put a picture oh he's the one it
1: about it he was the one okay yeah yep, yeah. because
2: yeah. he put a picture of it it looks amazing actually it's a leather cover and the band has all signed it
1: um yeah, it's, and oh, it's I think got, it's like glass inlaid in the leather frame. It's it's really, I mean, it's a collectible piece. Like if you're a huge fan of the band, which I am, but I'm not. I'm also very practical. Like I said, my records have to be moved to a condo here at some point. I got to be practical about. Them. Well, so but,
2: it looks yeah, like it looks like it's a split, right? Rumjacks and yeah, Flatfoot 56. Yeah, yep, yep.
1: yeah. And like I said, leather bound, very fancy. So I'm gonna say, I mean, you sell one of those. That's a good night. at The merch gets really good yeah, stuff, for sure good stuff kicked off, right? Yeah, yeah. And he he was thinking that he had built up. I think was the same guy. Once again, I've been drinking. Forgive me, but he he uh, had built um, a bar in his basement that was like a replica of something from the South Side of Chicago or something or North that's Side. Of Chicago that, or yeah, that's
2: what he said in his email. He wrote a very interesting email. It was cool and uh, it was really nice that. Wait,
1: we haven't read email for a while. We probably should do that.
2: Well, or we what? got that really cool one from Ben.
1: We got it from Ben too. You know what? Let's yeah. next time. Let's read some email. Yeah, I think we're probably already too deeply invested in this episode to do that. But.
2: Yeah, because that's a, that's a long topic, too, is that one from Ben. So we'll do that, Ben. We'll catch up with you next time. Um, but anyway, yeah, so how did you get speaking to Drew? Like, oh, Andy,
1: how did how did that happen? You know, it's just everybody's so friendly, man. I, it was, okay, I don't even remember. I might have been just chatting with him while he was buying it at that record at the booth because I was getting a t-shirt or something. Yeah. I don't remember, but, but I... But he said, you know, it's funny. He said, I said, Do you listen to podcasts? He said, I do. And one of the questions he asked me was, How deep is your catalog or something? Or how much, how many do you have? How deep is your
2: love? I I want to know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, but he, you know, he asked me how many you have, as in, like, he's interested in digging in deep, something that goes back a ways, you know, not somebody who's not some fly by night. 12 no, and, I,
2: and i agree with him if someone told me oh you've got a punk podcast i've got you know and he said oh how, how we many episodes, have you episodes. Done? we've done two i'd be like no fuck off you know
1: yeah well you gotta start somewhere
2: <laughs> no if you're not us F it. we were born
1: we were born fully formed
2: <laughs> yeah we were i was born we were these born opinions, old man. god damn it yes we were we born were. old man fully formed for <laughs> with these opinions indeed
1: Anyway, listen. the Thing with Flatfoot, you know, they're not. They, you know, they're 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 family friendly. They're clean. I mean, they play fast. They play punk rock. Did you say they're, they're clean? Did you say they're clean? Oh, their God. lyrics are clean and stuff. They're oh, family friendly.
2: I thought you meant they smelled nice.
1: No, they were. I looked behind. <laughs> I looked behind Tobin's ears. But I mean, of course, I was like a foot below him. But you yeah. know, it seemed seem. You had to clean. get a ladder. Yeah, especially for a band on the road. You know, it's not easy to stay clean. You know, they had to go. Uh, they had to go uh, wash themselves in the Eel River. Beautiful Eel River that runs through Logan'sport. Oh Jesus! Because when we got, so I felt kind of crappy Saturday morning. Not surprising, mixing up mixing all those crap beers and stuff. So we went to this breakfast place. It was so good, Neil. I had chicken fried steak, and we sat on the Eel River. I think, I think it was called the Eel River. I I swear. And and it was just a wonderful, wonderful breakfast. But this was the dirtiest, brownest river. (laughs) Amazing. Really horrible looking. And across the river, there's like some rundown houses. It's like you know they they have this nice outdoor area, but it's like, what am I looking at here?
2: Yeah, they should they should they should put a screen up or something like that. Here's something, kind of,
1: yes, like yeah. put a mural, like a beautiful mural or something. The
2: Eel River. That does sound a, delightful. I have to a, say.
1: A tropical, a tropical, yes. a tropical uh, yeah. thing. So, well, do wanna, okay. Do
2: you, you want to play someone by Flatfoot?
1: Yeah, yeah, I want to play. Let's play this one. This is more of a. This is a great punk rock song. Mm-hmm. It's called "Knuckles Up." It's a title track from one of their albums from sometime. So this is yeah, Thanks, Flatfoot Fifty Six, <laughs> "Knuckles Up." <laughs>
2: was flatfoot 56 from chicago with knuckles up now did the guys from that band used to be in other chicago punk bands or anything or?
1: i don't think so because they were so young because the oldest one's only about 40 and i think he said his brother was like 12 when they started the band or so they were very very young oh, jesus yeah yeah they're very very young and they still still southsiders man yeah still yeah. uh still still chicago dudes so yeah that was so yeah we got up on saturday morning we had a nice nice breakfast at you on the eel river beautiful brown eel river they had to, they had to like these beach volleyball courts. neil i swear it was just mud it's like there's no sand here. it's just it was so indiana <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're
2: you're you re- really selling logan's port here
1: well it, I mean, <coughs> it's, well listen logan's port is is you know it's a hard scrabble indiana city it's you know it's a work working class is what i would call it and i don't mean that as an insult but it's a working class town you know it's not a fancy town but it's got a downtown with the big old houses and stuff and and uh but i telling you you know if you're traveling through the area bonus pines is worth a stop it's just a cool place i can't i can't say enough about it uh matt's matt's the best dude he and his wife they work their asses off they work jobs and then they run that place four nights a week and it's just it's a real asset to the community so It is. It is. anyway check out if you get a chance
2: I also noticed that he was wearing a Tiger Army t-shirt in his,
1: uh, yeah, they, in his photograph, so photographs. Good for him. I said, are "You ever go to shows?" And they went to the Flogging Molly Interrupters Tiger Army thing. They must have went to Indy for that, I assume.
2: Oh, we did. Oh, yeah. I'd have asked him how that was. I was wondering how that was. I didn't. I did not go to that. It's the first time I've missed Tiger Army in a long time. Well, it's uh, hard
1: when it's a band. You've seen that. a bunch of times in small clubs, and then you have to pay 50 bucks to go see them in a giant amphitheater play for 35 minutes, you know?
2: Yeah, and I refuse to. Exactly. And I also refuse to give the Interrupters and them.
1: Now, money, now so. I am a big Flogging Molly fan, so I wouldn't necessarily had a problem with, with paying more money to see them. But I'm really not a big Interrupters fan. And that was they were co-headlining. So I don't know if that meant switching every other night or or, you know, just that interrupters are getting equal billing. I, I don't know.
2: Well I'm surprised that flogging Molly was headlining because they they really haven't been to me anyway, they haven't been headliner band for like ten years now. I mean
1: Oh no, no. They still they, they always headline. They still draw. I mean, I don't think they've opened for anybody in ten years. I mean, who they who are they opening for? They're definitely a headliner. I mean, they're like a Ramones headliner, they're not like a headliner like playing you know hockey ranks, but they're definitely a headliner.
2: No, but I mean, with, with you know, with Swagger and Drunken Lullabies, within a mile of home, yeah. those albums that were huge. On you know, but could you even name their last couple of albums? I couldn't.
1: Uh, I think Life Is Good, and I think they have another brand new one. See, I, I can. I do have a lot of them. I, I think Drunken Lullabies for me might be like top fifty. I love that album. I, I love that album too, but it's twenty years twenty years old. Yeah, probably pretty close. Yeah, you're, you're right. Maybe twenty years old. Maybe even yeah. more than that, I guess. Yeah, twenty. Actually, drop- no, up. Twenty-one. The first, Twenty-one years old. First Dropkick Murphys album was what 97, 98?
2: Well, that, the great, that's that, the great That's first funny because the only equivalence I can make that to is I saw Tiger Army warming up for um for them. Dropkick Murphys at the same place at the Aragon probably like five or six years ago, and after Tiger Army I left because I did not want to put up with the Flogging Molly nonsense. So, hmm. yeah.
1: Well, I like them. I, they're they're good live and They're fun.
2: Um, yeah, no, it was Spinal Tap, basically. They had rises that, they, that would come up on the <laughs> stage. They had fucking risers for each individual member of the band. Fuck that what nonsense! Is that?
1: Can't well, mean. I've seen them quite a few times. They're fun. I don't care what I don't care what Neil says.
2: <sighs> Go see Flatfoot instead. That'll Neil be doesn't, doesn't believe in democracy and he doesn't believe in Floggy Molly. I also I also don't believe in fake patties as well. So how's that? <laughs> well, he's how's that? he
1: uh, Dave King was born in Dublin.
2: Yeah, yeah. He also used to be in a heavy metal band.
1: Yes, Fastway. <laughs> they were like uh, if you thought Great White was good then you'll probably like Fastway a little less Fastway
2: yeah there you go they
1: had, they did a soundtrack for a movie called Trick or Treat which is kind of this culty horror movie from the late 80s maybe mid 80s I don't remember uh so yeah so Saturday we we did we actually didn't have a plan we didn't have rooms booked or anything and we were kind of debating whether to go to Indy so I would have actually loved to go and so so I told my wife she kind of dodged a bullet because we had this other couple with us who are oh, more respectful oh I respected. was going to
2: ask you about that who was that I didn't recognize him in the photograph
1: uh, just, just some friends of ours yeah you, you, we hang out with them all the time we get along with them great we travel as a matter of fact we're going to a carousel with them in December for their why, anniversary why are you
2: keeping them away from me what is the deal with this Tom you're keeping them away from me on purpose
1: <laughs> dude let me and maybe uh, when you come up in a couple weekends, we can make it happen. All right. um, but uh, the uh, but yeah, so they're pretty like I said, pretty clean cut. Now they did have a really good time with of 56, but that was definitely not that they're But I, but anyway, if they wouldn't have come, I probably would have went to India the next night because there was the punk rock night bill. Actually, the Friday night punk rock bill was our boys uh, Mobile Death game we're oh, playing, but the right. Saturday so- Night bill. The Saturday Night Bill had uh, Voice of Addiction from Chicago who were on tour and Jerk from Las Vegas who were on tour. So it would have been kind of a fun show. But the Melody, that's that's like a real punk rock show. That's not sit around a picnic table and watch a Kelpunk band play. You know, that's a right. real punk yeah. rock place.
2: Yeah, And Jerk, Which, you played last time, of course. Jerk, you played with Sleepaway yep, Camp band last from, time. Yeah. From,
1: they're from Las Vegas, but they are touring like maniacs. Matter of fact, uh, Mark from... from uh, DUI I said they're real good dudes, so maybe at some point we can uh, have one of them on. I think I was supposed to see him open for sloppy seconds years ago in Vegas, but, you know, we should have played.
2: Yeah, they're playing Liars Club next week, I believe, so I might go, because I got nothing else going on in July, so I might actually go to that.
1: Well, yeah, so, well, and, you know, we felt bad about leaving for the weekend because, you know, we got a friend visiting in a couple weeks, and now we got to get the house ready and all that, so I got, I got two weeks, you know, to get the ceiling fan up, week and a half.
2: What, for me you mean
1: so yeah
2: <laughs> get that ceiling fan up you bastard it's been like four exactly. years exactly
1: it's been two it's been <coughs> two years two years don't exaggerate it's been sitting in a box it's yeah, really I remember two we were, years we were, holy shit we were sitting in the back sweating like crazy you went home i reached i sent my text message to my man uh jeff bezos <laughs> and he uh sent me this box and i set it in the room i was gonna put the ceiling fan up in and it's been sitting there ever since Probably the warranty's expired. I haven't even put it up yet. Yeah, I have to return it. But we, uh, so on Saturday, so we actually decided to go to Fort Wayne, which is a nice little town about, like, Grand Rapids, but not quite as hip. Um, but, uh, they're having, like, their downtown festival, like their big, giant arts festival. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. But we drove to this thing, and it was such a monstrosity. I'm like, oh, man, I don't think I want anything to do with this. Big, giant Midway, and just booth after booth after booth of junk and stuff. So, I actually went went to one of my favorite bars, the Brass Rail in Fort Wayne. I took the whole crew over there and Keith and I, the man I was with, we were having a good time drinking cheap tall boys, but I don't think his wife was super into a you know, <laughs> nice going like the up. like the Simpsons. You know, I love the dank. I love sitting in a dark bar during the day. You walk out, you have to shield your eyes. I love yep. that. Yep. So, Anyway, we went in there and it, so the Brass Rail is a pr- pretty good punk venue in in Fort Wayne, but being in there without any people, it's like it's so small. Like the edge of the stage is like eight feet from the bar. It's yeah. like a and there's like an L-shaped room to stand around the stage. But anyway, cool place. So we did some day drinking, day drinking over there, and there was this antique place next door on Broadway or whatever the street is. And I go in there and they had a just a, there was a room in the back where the guy basically had a little record store set up in the back of this kind of hmm. funky antique shop. And, man, he had a ton of good stuff. I actually bought some 7-inches. I bought uh, the Effigy's uh, VML series, which was the live oh, one from the yeah, 90s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, was that live from
1: uh, ba-
2: uh, Fireside Ball? Something Axe. Something Axe. Oh, acts. Lounge Axe, Lounge Axe, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Lounge Axe, yeah. yeah, Yep. yeah, yeah. Yep. But, but I know that goes for 10-plus bucks on disc, guys. I, I got it for five bucks. That's an unusual um, thing that to the, have as well. And they're not particularly good sounding. I bought a different version of the Boris the Sprinkler seven inch drugs and masturbation, which is sort of one of those funny ones where there's like fifteen different color variants and stuff, and all different covers. So I have yeah, the, yeah, that's yeah. the third version of that I have. What else did I get? Got another cool thing. Oh, I got the DoA single on alternative tentacles where they cover tom jones it's not unusual oh i love that song on, i love the original on the a side, i love the original I anyway you know. i can't remember what the b side is did, did i play that on one of our cover episodes i feel like i might have played that on one of our cover episodes i do uh, we haven't so. done that for a while I remember that
2: yeah we'll have to do another we one for for sure.
1: a, yeah i haven't done that for while. put a pin in that you know put a pin yeah in that. it's yeah. every every week just say put a pin in it and never come back to anything yeah um and uh, so yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty cool. And then, uh, so did later your wife on, buy anything uh, too?
2: Because I I know your wife likes going to uh, thrift store. I mean, not thrift stores. Uh, That's a flea
1: markets and stuff. You know, she. So she didn't buy anything there. They were not impressed with this place. For one thing, this back room where the records were dude, it was amazing. They had Richard Hell records and Misfits bootlegs, well, tons of cool stuff back there. Honestly, wow. Um, I could have spent hundreds of dollars back there honestly they had some really good stuff yeah yeah uh but i but i got some good seven inches you know good good prices and you know condo gotta fit them in the condo and uh my wife didn't buy anything they they were not too impressed with this place i don't think and it was kind of dumpy it just had great like a room in the back with great records Yeah, yeah um and then we uh you know, we just we didn't really have anything doing do a weekend. Wayne and that was probably a mistake we probably should have gone to a ball game or had something we just kind of bar hopped we went to some real fancy places we went to some holes in the wall and you know that was pretty much our evening there but we got up on Sunday and we went to this giant antiques place and um my wife bought this huge like Mediterranean painting that she's gonna put on our picture it's a print but it's really big I mean like almost as big as my tv and she's going to hang it on the wall. It's like her happy place. It's like an oceanscape and like some mountains in the background. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's very stylized. It looks good. Hmm. So she bought that. I bought. Um, when I was a kid, I used to go to my grandparents' house, Neil. Yeah. And this is going to get good, I can tell. Well, they had some records, you know, but they were like my aunts' and uncles' records, you know? Yep. One of them I always <laughs> to over and over again, and people my age will will uh, you 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 won't think much of this, but because this album I think came on like '80 or '79 or something, Ariel Speedwagon High Infidelity. Listen to that over and over again on this with the headphones on my grandparents' stereo. But the other one was the Beach Boys' Endless Summer, okay. Which was a it was a compilation, but it came out in '74. I thought it was my mom's, but it wouldn't have been my mom's. It would have been like my aunt Candy's or something. I showed my mom that I bought it though. Just a you have an, yeah, hold on a second, You have an impressed. aunt Candy yes she's a year younger than my mom so she would have been wow i don't know yes well because the reason i said i was born in 73 so my mom was not living at home in 1973 so but yeah so i but the thing is neil this thing was so mint it's a double lp the cover is really great shape the vinyl looks like it's hard looks like it doesn't even been played and it's still got the original poster huh wow From 1974 so yeah I, i bought that paid 15 bucks for it um which may be a little high for use, but it was nostalgia, you know.
2: It was, with the with the poster and stuff, that's probably pretty unusual.
1: Pretty much. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. When you find a record that's got the original inserts from forty years ago, I think this yeah. thing must just sat because it was just. like I said the case, the cover, and everything. If you if you just pull it off on and off the shelf, you get a lot of ring. There's no ring wear or anything. It's amazing. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's what I bought, and she bought this giant giant picture that we're gonna have to hang up at some point. So. Anyway, well, uh, all
2: right. T- talking of giant pictures, I'll get to that in a second. So I'm going to play a song by um, yes San Francisco punk band from 1999. This is a band mm. called the Working the workin Stiffs. Have you ever heard? Oh of the yeah, the remember Stiffs? the Working yeah. Stiffs? Okay. Yeah. So this is off. Uh, I don't know what's their only album, but anyway, this is off the only album I have by them. Um, it's got a like a tattoo kind of to anchor and shit on the cover. I don't. I don't know what it's mm. called. To be honest, can't go wrong with that. But uh, this song is called New Cash Cow and it's about uh i guess the all the like new fake punk stuff that was coming out in the 90s so anyway yeah hmm. here there's working stiff's new cash cow I was working steps New Cash Cow. Um so so, so your wife bought a, a big like Mediterranean picture, huh?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like a seascape kind of thing. How you, that, is it framed, or are you gonna have to frame it? It's framed,
1: yes. I but think she might like. About it? I think she might like do something with it. I like it. I think it's nice. Good. Okay. We're all about I, trying to create a relaxing environment inside our, inside our home because when we're all screaming at each other, it's nice if you can look at a you know a picture of something that takes you away.
2: Well, you can even remember how my apartment in Skokie was, right? I have all my yep. old punk posters up. I, it's basically yep. like a dorm room from when I was yeah, 18 or something. So I'm trying to replicate that here now where I live, except the it's walls like are your bigger. Second, you're
1: having your second childhood.
2: Dude, I'm, not, I'm never changing. So that's, that's what this is, right? <laughs> Punk's till I die, baby. Um, but yeah. anyway, so I got spaces on the wall. So I had to buy some new stuff. So
1: I found that... Really? The, you got enough room? I mean, you had so much stuff. So you must not be putting everything back up. Uh, well, I got more rooms. I suppose, not. but you know, you like, you just going you know, you're just gonna put your footprint over the whole house, huh?
2: Uh, yeah, kinda. <laughs> hey, whatever, whatever works for you.
1: No, uh, but um, I. But what can I, I tell you, What can I tell you? I get a li- pretty limited space to express myself, Neil.
2: Yeah, t- t- Tom has the bathroom. He can put a picture, <laughs> yeah, put a picture <laughs> in the bathroom. Lock the door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. No, Anyway, I had some spaces, so I was like, "Oh, I saw this uh, really cool Coxbara poster with like." Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. From like up. it yeah. was a gig they played in San Francisco with like the Working Stiffs and Reduces SF. So oh, yeah. I decided to. Uh, I decided to, to buy that. It's, it turned out really. You can never tell. Sometimes, you see a poster on eBay or whatever, and uh, you know it turns out that it's really not that great looking. But this one turned out fantastic. It. <laughs> So, yeah, it's super good quality. Uh, it's for super the rec- thick. For the
1: record, Neil, I have one working Stiffs seven-inch, a split with the bristles on Beer City Records. That is the oh, only man. thing I have by them. Nice. They did three full-length albums and a bunch of singles.
2: Okay, yeah. So I have that one. I have the one full-length. I think, yeah. Um. So anyway, so yeah, I bought that poster. It was good. It turned out to be really good. It was like a limited edition Frank Kozik. I guess I don't know if he's a. Famous poster artist or whatever, but yeah, okay. So it was one of his numbered, and uh, yeah, it turned out really well. So that's that's hung up now,
1: too. So, anyway, don't know how I got to that. So, one, uh, this is a totally off topic, but so that little weird antique store that I found all those seven inches, it was dusty and sweaty, and it wasn't fancy. You know, you go to some of these antique places some market to a real high-end crowd and some are, are market to a more working-class crowd. This is definitely more of a working-class place. Well, that's but good, they have the prices a, will be
2: lower. Yeah, it's good.
1: Well, yeah, because the, the seven inches were five bucks or less. Yeah, great. And and the, at least the Boris and the um, Effigies one were, uh, you know, double that on Discogs or whatever. But, um, especially this weird one I got on this weird European label or whatever. Um, but uh, they had a ton of... Nazi stuff in the front case. Like they had ooh you know the a- the SS guys and I'm certainly not saying SS is good or, or endorsing this but they had really really well adorned stuff you know. Like their daggers had skulls on the handle and stuff and they had like these uh, I don't know if it was a, just like a bracelet or what but it had like literally a skull with like ruby eyes I'm like oh my gosh it was like it's like super cool stuff. Yeah. But obviously you don't want to. You don't want to offend anybody. You know, the Lemmy was a big collector of World War II stuff. He was, and people still do. Always oh, a Nazi. He's a Nazi. He wasn't even Nazi. He was a fan of history. You know, and a lot of this stuff was stripped off dead Nazi soldiers and sent right. back here by by the. In fact, that's pretty much how all of it got here, right? My my right. buddy Brian's got a Luger that his grandpa, who's dead, you know, stripped off some freaking Nazi soldier and sent home or right. brought home. So, but it's really, really cool stuff. But anyway, I guess the bottom line is my wife nixed the SS motif for the condo. So you want to get so the we're back dagger. <laughs> to dagger. We're, we're back to the drawing board. At, okay. a, at a different antique shop, I saw like the World War One helmet with like the spike on it.
2: No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, roll this back. So twice now yeah. you've mentioned the condo. What condo are you talking about? You oh, own I house. just,
1: you no, know, no, I know, but you know, my wife sort of, we'll probably retire to it. Condo somewhere down south.
2: Oh, so you would have an SS theme condo? Got it. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was joke. That's great joke, huh? Classic joke. Classic joke. Wait, it's raining really hard now. Hey, Cheryl, we might want to close this door. It's like pouring out here, and I don't want to get up and interrupt, you know, my stream of consciousness. But yeah, this World War One Kaiser type helmet with a big spike on that—it was amazing. Yeah. Eleven thousand dollars. Eleven thousand. Well, you understand, Ooh. you know, the World War Two stuff is we're not that far removed from it the world war one stuff was pretty pretty rare plus we didn't send nearly as many people to right we didn't have nearly the pipeline of that stuff coming back but right for sure anyway uh, bottom line no german motif
2: well the world war Two german uniforms were they were much cooler than anybody else's they had a real style for the uh, real yeah. eye for design on their uniforms they really did like they had you know that like dove gray and it was uh
1: yes was and really when cool. they were when they were you know Conscripting your seventy-eight-year-old grandfather or your fourteen-year-old son, you were very glad that they had a much cooler uniform.
2: <laughs> well, by that time you were probably using dead person's uniforms. That's you know.
1: true. That's yeah, true.
2: Using the stuff, but, uh, but yeah, that's amazing. It is amazing as well how much how much stuff you can still get. You know, because World War Two. Let's. What is it now? What are we talking? 80? 80, 80,
1: 80 you have to ago? be in your nineties to have fought in World War Two. It's been over yeah. for yeah yeah seventy five years. Forty five. has Been over seventy five.
2: Seventy-seven years, yeah, seventy-seven years. Yikes!
1: Yeah, I remember when the World War Two vets were dying a thousand a day, but I don't think there's enough left even to die that fast anymore, right?
2: No, no, it is amazing to look back on, though.
1: Yes, we, uh, you know, those who forget history are doomed to repeat it.
2: And we are because
1: apparently right, we have like we forgotten. Because
2: because now you see the stupid assholes in England saying that Churchill was a fascist and this this yeah, exactly. Churchill was a racist. Yeah, he saved all your asses from actually exactly. being true fascist. Should be
1: speaking German, you ungrateful. Yeah, exactly. Anyway,
2: so uh, so was that the end of it? So after you went to that big uh, that 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 big antique store, then you went home, or was that?
1: Yeah, we also did the we did a lot of wineries, which I know is super super hardcore. Well, so, okay, you were
2: at a winery. I don't, I can't
1: picture that. So what kind of wine do you like? I really don't. Well, actually, you know, I like fruit fruit wines, sweet sweet fruit wines. Like the kind of, you know, like Boone's Farm, basically. <laughs> so you're a wino, basically. So, you, well, you go into these places and you pick the ones you want to try, you know, and I just, I pick the sweet, I like fruit wines like blueberry and cranberry, cranberry wine I love, you know. But okay, I actually, Lord. I'll okay. tell you what, I actually love sampling it and buying it more than I like drinking it. Like once it gets home, I never get to drink it.
2: Oh, interesting. So, who does drink it? Let's just throw it away wife, after my a year.
1: I wife's a wine drinker. She loves. She likes to have a glass of wine in the evening sometimes. So, what does she like? I don't know. Dry red stuff. That I don't.
2: Oh, dry. No, no. Yeah, that's nasty.
1: Yeah. No, I don't know. I just like sweet wines. I have no. I have no particular aptitude for it. You know, it's not like you know. You know, oh, it's got a nice. It's got a nice smell, and it's you know, or what do they call it? Nice. Uh, I don't know. But no, I don't. But it's fun to go to those places and try some wine and buy a couple bottles. And, yeah,
2: well, that's nice of you, though, because I mean, you—it's dragging her around all these records. Well, listen, we need to have things. So you need
1: to have things you enjoy together, right? Yeah, drinking, I guess.
2: <laughs> <laughs> good man. Yes. Good
1: answer. Yes. Anyway, I don't remember what we're talking about now.
2: Well, we were talking about you and the end of your little, your little. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that Indiana. was that was yeah.
1: that was my weekend. It was it was very nice, very fun.
2: Yeah. No, that's good.
1: That's we didn't tell the kids. We didn't tell the kids we were leaving in advance because you know my kids are, my kids are not like young kids you're afraid to leave a home alone. Now, now they're of the age where you're afraid to leave them home because they get in trouble. Right. So yeah did, we, yeah, did
2: your son throw a party or anything like that for his rabby
1: friends? He's a working stiff now, you know. Is he? Yeah, he's out of school. He's a he's working stiff, and he uh, works at Target. Oh, he does! Holy shit! Makes like makes like as much money as I did when I had like three kids.
2: <laughs> That's isn't that scary. That's And really he, uh,
1: yeah, he uh, gives some tennis lessons. He uh, he's 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 a busy boy. Now is he still going out with that young lady? He is. Oh, good for him. They're at the gym right now. I didn't call him a good boy. I called him a busy boy. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "You call him a good boy?" No. Anyway, well,
2: Lydia just Lydia just got. It's funny, man. Lydia just got back from San Diego. She was there with her with a new boyfriend, with her squid boyfriend. Yeah. And um, she she, she was texting me from a record store a couple days ago. You know,
1: on. It's like a coffin in here. I
2: yeah. Uh, I I raised her right, so she she texted me from a oh. record store she was at. She saw some Slaughter in the Dogs album she was looking mm. at, and she wanted to know. You know, they had a poster with it that was signed, so she was asking me. You only really it. want the first one, right? Yeah, the first one. Yeah, the first one's the only one to get.
1: Do it, do it, dog style.
2: Exactly correct. Do it, dog style.
1: Yeah. Got it on CD. Everybody's favorite format. Yep. Nobody's favorite
2: format. Um. So anyway, yeah. So she texted me from a record store. There, I think she had a really good time. Well, what's not to like in San Diego? San Diego is.
1: Yeah, weather's beautiful. So.
4: Hey, this is Billy Hope with Black Halos, fuckers. You have seen a punk till I die—the motherfucking coolest
2: podcast on the air. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna—I know that you're playing some. Uh, you've got a Wait, what I, is I'm it? I'm gonna do like a best of, of friends
1: thing, yeah, a yeah. best of
2: friends thing. So I'm gonna play my last song. Um, okay. This is by a man called the Shutdowns, who I have no idea anything about them to be honest. I tried to find. I got the CD. I got it in '99. Mm. But I, I can't find any information about the band whatsoever. I have mm. a sneaking suspicion they might from like New Mexico or Arizona or something, but I can't. Say,
1: say the name again? The Shutdowns. The Shutdowns. Okay, if anybody knows anything yeah. about the Shutdowns.
2: The album was called T75. Punk I die 77 at like, Gmail. T75 came out in 1999. The Shutdowns, and this song is called It's All Right. <laughs>
3: I never want to be like you Not any day When I think about the future and what it also means I think about the torches of things you of me. Then I get into my gang and run out of gasoline And when I look outside I nobody tell me But well, it's okay Yeah, it's alright by me Well, it's alright Yeah, it's okay with me I didn't want to go anywhere Not anyway. Walk anywhere I want to Yeah, any day
0: why wanted to break in my creepers yet yeah, anyway When I think I the past and the so no things were done to me And then I shut my eyes and try to go to sleep
3: It doesn't really matter, my mirror's over me and I'm the only one who wins to make me And if I don't like myself, then i live with it And if you don't like myself, then fucking deal with it
2: Shutdowns, the mysterious shutdowns, who I can't find any information about, with the song "It's All Right." Hmm. Um, and Tom, the st- your your best of friends tonight. Uh, good men doing nothing. Tell me a bit about them. I
1: well, first of all, let me see because I want I I I forget now. I know we changed the intro up tonight, and sometimes we change our intro and outro out a little bit.
2: Yeah, it's fine. But, I, I, I do
1: which, but you know, well, you know, for for a year, for two years, we always had the Dead Boys opening, always had Seven Seconds closing um but yeah we've mixed it up a little bit but we i I always forget to thank you know because i don't listen to every episode so i always forget to thank the bands that we use the most often and that would be the duis from milwaukee our dudes drinking buddies from milwaukee um who with their with their great cover of street brats 77 fallen angels as that's generally our intro music even though neil mixes it up sometimes and the pivots at the end with the song written specifically for us the punk till die song the mailman from the mailman from uh uh iowa
2: yeah thanks guys yeah
1: yes we appreciate you I, I i we don't thank you enough we don't thank all the people that do crap for us all the time enough but anyway yeah thanks guys sexy baby thanks You're welcome. oh my uh, boy i said thanks to sexy baby my wife she gave <laughs> me the look
2: you call her sexy baby is that it oh my I, I god do now i, I guess think, i guess you do now yeah <laughs> yeah
1: but anyway well, so, well yeah. i
2: think I, I think i'll be coming up in a couple weeks so you got that yes. for that's to look forward to people i'll be coming up when we do yeah, a live show from sure, tom's kitchen
1: i'm sure we'll do a show from my kitchen and we'll go uh have some adventures i have some thoughts and we'll uh, put our heads together and we'll do some fun stuff
2: yeah, uh, I do enjoy. I do enjoy day drinking at some of your like local uh, taverns. Yeah, and, and you know the, what? And
1: if it's, the weather's real nice, maybe we can do a day. It sounds like you're gonna be here for a couple of days this time, or a few days, whatever you want to do. Stay as long as you want. I don't care. But we uh, maybe could have a little day where we just kind of chillax by the, chillax by the pool or whatever. So yeah, it'll be good. <laughs> that sounds good. It'll be good, man. That you can uh, drink drink some of my cheap lager. Uh, but anyway. Yes. So, a, so, so our last guest we had on was—I uh, mean, I assume that's going to go before this, but maybe I'm wrong. But yep. no, we will. But we had uh, Jerry from Savage uh, Mountain Punk Art, Savage Mountain Punk Fest. A heck, of a, heck of a fun guy to have on. Actually, had a great history, and I, like I said, at some point we might just have to go talk to him about growing up and growing up in that great New York scene that he grew up in. Um, but we talked about—it's kind of funny, actually. You know, I—I got to say, Neil, I'm partially responsible for this band being at uh savage mountain punk fest because i'm friends with chris in baltimore um and i told him i was coming all you know that close for the for the festival last year and they were only like two hours away or an hour and a half away or something in baltimore two and a half hours or something so like hey we'll come over and meet you so he and his buddy justin came over and we got to hang out with him all weekend had a great time and then I, of course i saw chris in las vegas again in uh, september but uh which is pretty weird right we live on not exactly opposite ends of the country but it's pretty cool we're able to get together and hang out so um so i don't think he was aware of the festival but he came over and did it and then they have like a like that play-in battle of the bands kind of thing so they went and played at that and i think they got like second place and the first two bands got to play in the bill so these guys are gonna be yeah so these guys are gonna be on so you're welcome guys but no they've been they've they've been great to us and i i I love these dudes so the uh it's funny because their first album I, I called it uh, like a slagger punk, you know, it was kind of acoustic driven. I know Chris is big into like guided by voices, but they've added like a second electric guitar with the acoustic and they really, it seems like they punked it up quite a bit. Um, so we're going to play two songs that are going to be from their upcoming album that I believe they're kind of saving money to get pressed right now or, or, uh, mastered or something like that. Cause obviously the, I don't think we need to belabor the vinyl situation again, you know, but, uh, so actually, so one of these songs they made a video for, so Chris makes all these cool like laptop videos that are pretty darn entertaining and sort of hypnotic and probably have subliminal messages, you know, by good men doing nothing records, by good men doing nothing records, smoke crack, you know, stuff like that, whatever the message is, I don't know. But uh, so the first one has a video and the second one is actually an exclusive, Neil. It's a new song. Ooh, a worldwide exclusive. Exactly. Never been released. So let me make sure I get the names entirely right. Because, you know, I like to screw those things up. I think the first one is
2: called Building a Better Rat Trap.
1: That is brand new. It's called Building a Better Rat Trap. This is brand new uh, from the upcoming album. And I also know that Chris wrote us a theme song, too. I don't know if and when that will ever get recorded. But anyway, could oh, be coming. That
2: would, that would be good if they do that.
1: And, and We uh, can never have too many theme songs. We can never have too many songs in our honor, right, Neil? We'll accept all songs in our honor. Right. As long as they're not ska.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and the, I mean, the, the second one, they have is a video called, for. It's
1: called "I'll Be Your Commie I'll
2: be your Commie Yeah. What is this? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, so
1: uh, at some point, I wouldn't be surprised if we have Chris and Justin or both of them on at some point. Chris is a funny guy. Justin too. They're funny. Funny dudes. Good dudes. Uh, Justin is real active on the Facebook group. He posts, posts pictures of records he's listening to, and he's always comedy. So and Justin, I believe
2: their album is going to be called "Keep Your Friends Close and Your Enablers Closer." Oh, there you go. Any idea when that's coming out, Tom?
1: I don't. I don't know. Okay. But anyway, yeah. So anyway, these are our buddies, Good Men Doing Nothing. Um, I'm sure we'll when the, when the record comes out, I'm sure we'll do more. I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out a way to do something maybe remotely where if, if you or I are somewhere separate, we could still find a way to record with a guest if the guest is only with one of us. So that's something we need. Something we'll kind of work on maybe because okay. there's a lot of times where you or I – could do it from home while the other one's out doing something in the field. So we'll see. We'll see. Well, well there maybe I don't know. Somebody explain technology to me. Maybe we can make that work.
2: <laughs> I'm sure but we can.
1: Anyway, unless, unless I can talk to you and jumping on the train and meeting us out there. But, uh, anyway, yeah, this is good men doing nothing. These are, this is building a better rat trap. And, and they're finally on social. They are on social media. These guys, they weren't forever, but, and the second one is I'll be your economy and building a better rat trap is a pun I die exclusive.
4: Life won't wait, but I avoid mirrors Cause you're a creep so great And there's nothing that's clearer Nobody cares if you're alone Or that picture's on your phone I'm an island of my own rock and set of men Rats fall in traps and they learn from it People fall in traps and they don't learn shit Rats fall in traps and they learn from it People fall in traps and they don't learn shit I am a modern chrome restored pagan and the light left on with a lampshade made of bacon. You expect me to be bringing home like you ever have a half-life of style. you're so light in the lover that you need someone waste Rats fall in traps and the hood. From am
2: you actually did hear it here first that was good Men doing nothing with building a better rat trap followed by i'll be your commie off their upcoming album and you said there's a video for that right tom
1: yes they got they got a few videos like i said they make these it's amazing with technology if you're patient enough you can make a pretty cool video yourself you know
2: so and what is the the phrase good men doing nothing you know where that comes from right I looked it up
1: one time, but it was—it's a famous quote. All it takes for evil to succeed is good men doing nothing, or something Perfect. like that. Perfect. Yep, that's it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I believe it was uh, Pee Wee Herman that said that.
2: Which actually ties back into what I was saying about the voting thing earlier on. There you go. On. Right. There you go. Holy I shit! Guess. Does that does that come full circle? Wow, full circle. Yeah. Yeah, that
1: was good. Well, I don't think we can end on a higher note than that. I don't think so. I think Except we have a couple good emails good. we should read them. We'll read them next time. Um, yeah, we will, for sure.
2: It's, keep yeah, them, keep them coming in, people. Too. I we're mean, still
1: keep, keep teasing you about episode uh, about episode twenty eight. Keep 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 teasing you about it. Someday we'll talk about it.
2: Someday we will talk about. It. Is that it the band that we're talking about? Is are they even a band anymore? I haven't heard them doing anything know. in a look Were they even a band? Are
1: they, they a band then?
2: Well, at least a gig occasionally. They haven't gigged in years.
1: Yeah, I think there's been some physical issues. Um, I think once mm-hmm. in a while they still put some out. Okay. I found a split seven-inch by them at that same sweaty antique store, and uh, I was really considering buying it. It was with the Beatnik Termites. Was on the busy on the other side? Oh, okay. But I think I'm not gonna. So I didn't. It didn't have a price tag on it either. So
2: the first thing I ever heard by the Raging Nathans was a split with uh, with the Oh company. yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was a good that was a good single actually. That was really good.
1: Yeah, no, no. I I don't I'm not I'm not casting shade on the band. They were good. They were they were a good band. Good songs and whatnot. not. you as Morrissey would say you were good in your time. Oh, you know what, Neil? I got an addendum. You know, I did, did you play a song recently by a band called Oh, what were they called? I just uh I got a I, I hadn't done anything for New Noise for a long time and I got a Hey, you want to do a news piece? Oh, sure. And it was Ed Banger and the Nosebleeds. Did you play them recently? <laughs> Holy shit! I haven't heard that name so in a while. Well, I have, you didn't play them recently. No, really I haven't. I, I've, I've never played Ed Banger. No, no. Okay, did we talk about it on the podcast or was it in a private conversation? You can't even tell the difference anymore. Where you were talking about how how Morrissey and um, Billy Duffy both spent times in that time in that band, right? Exactly correct. Yes, Morrissey
2: was their singer for a while. Yes.
1: Well, they have a new album coming out, so.
2: Well, as far working, as I know, Ed Banger I'm working um, on was. Story. As far as I know, Ed Banger changed sex and is now known as Edwina. Yes, Ted, not, Ted there's, Weena.
1: There's, there's still Ed Banger, but yes, it's Edwina now.
2: Yeah, Edwina, yeah. I think we could probably get her on, but I don't know that I'm
1: mature enough for that.
2: <laughs> well, I've got their very first single, Never Been to No Music School, so we could say good that, stuff. I yeah, it's, I mean, it's typical 77 punk stuff here, Manchester. Mm-hmm. Manchester band, yeah.
1: Listen, Neil, I mean, it's so funny, right? Because you say typical 77 punk stuff, and but, you know, if only there was more of that, right? Oh, we talk sure. about it so Fuck cavalierly, yes. but it's literally better yep. than everything coming out. Not mm-hmm. everything, but better than the vast majority of the stuff coming out today. With the exception <laughs> of the covert flops with Riff Randall. You're welcome. And apparently
2: apparently Machine, Machine Gun Kelly, who I keep seeing ad oh, yeah, for yeah. every five and, seconds for his new movie. Or him and Avril
1: uh, uh, him and, him and Abr- Levine saving the, saving the genre. Exactly. Yeah. And scene so right. 41. Brilliant. Right. Well, On that they're sa- they're low save note. It. They're trying to save it. We're trying to kill it. Yeah. All right. Anyway. That's,
2: I think we should check Thanks. out. What do you think?
1: Thanks for listening. Most yep. people have already checked out you
2: now. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for yes. sticking with us, so even though the quality—the the, the uh, quality of the call wasn't that great today. I've been fading in, Tom's been fading in at some point. So, mm. but thanks for sticking with us. I think it was I, entertaining.
1: I don't know if that, I didn't know if that was the technology or because you're you know you're literally dying.
2: And it was your cheap ass T-Mobile fucking Comcast.
1: <laughs> i oh, fine. Service. I'll call and yell at the Indian lady some more, <laughs> and make her stutter.
2: Yeah, the, call back and yell at the Indian lady, and when you do, I want you to record it. Hello, my, hello.
1: Name is, my name is, my name is Janet. My name is Jim. How can I help you? <laughs> yeah, you're Jim, all right. All right. Ah, They're amazing. They're just doing their job, Neil. They're just yep. doing their job. They didn't make the thing. Their brother-in-law did that over at the T-Mobile hotspot factory.
2: <laughs> hello, my name is Steven. I will be your internet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you cross the line. You cross the line. It's worse than a battered planet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. cross the line because it's true alright, All right. anyway, thanks for listening everybody we'll talk yep. to you soon,
2: sure, stay free keep a little mark in your heart and smile you later, smile you later everybody, bye bye
0: that's it man, game over man, it's game over